up, y'all? Um, I just want to talk to y'all about something real quick before we get into the intro. Um, last week, we decided to cut some of our Marvel talk because we didn't want the podcast to be too long. And this week, we found out that Rihanna is pregnant with ASAP Rocky's baby. so i think i i personally think that if we put out a three and a half hour podcast maybe this wouldn't happen Mm. interesting okay you know i think yeah our show practically is contraceptive to begin with so like yeah (sighs) yeah (laughs) Um, wow that one sorry that one hit me really hard um um what are we doing on the show today kim um well in a second we're about to cut away to the rest of our mcu review for 2021 yeah um and then we'll be talking about batman begins and i will be doing a little character spotlight on the birds of prey who are not one character obviously but you know I, I figured it's I may as well tackle three and one because I love all three of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also you can contribute to that one a decent amount because we both love them a lot. Yeah, we'll see how much I can actually give like a thorough. Well, yeah, I mean, thorough... I'm not doing a whole comic history for them like I did for other characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So should we cut away now? Let's cut away right now. All right brief detour into what if that i feel like is not going to be that brief (laughs) here is all right i really like that what if tried to dip its toes into a whole bunch of genres and overall it's cool i love that the mcu is doing animation it looks pretty great um here is the issue that i have with it that we Mm -hmm. both have with it really what if functions as a gateway to the multiverse which is cool it's cool that they're doing you know here is the multiverse here's what it looks like blah blah Mm -hmm. blah Mm -hmm. that doesn't that's not what what if should be though and i feel like since it doesn't function as a true what if show and since it doesn't function you know fully as a multiverse thing because they have to keep it tied fairly close to what we've seen already so Mm -hmm. it can do what if it fails on both fronts and i'll let you take over why it's not a proper what if show because i feel like that's something you're much more passionate about because i have things to say about it but i'm gonna let you do that. so i found out about the what if series like the comic books uh when i was a kid and the first what if that i read was a civil war what if and I can't remember the exact component about it. I think it might have been like a side switching kind of thing. But it led to the deaths of a lot of people. And it was a very miserable experience overall. Because that is the case with some what if stories. Things are just going to be way worse than they already were. Um, but right. the main component of what if in every single what if story is... It happens at a turning point. It's a very specific instance of what if instead of instead of doing this action that we know 
they made another decision, right? So the first episode of What If follows that template well, because it's what if instead of Steve Rogers hopping into the um, super soldier chamber thingy and getting the serum, it was Peggy. And that makes sense. And there are things that they do to lead that there to make that make sense, right? Because occasionally you may change a little bit of the circumstances and that's fine, right? To make that that moment function, but it's it, not a. You know, it doesn't. The thing with what if is that yes. it's a moment. Yeah. Well, what if is not is we just made something up. But that's what the show is. The show what if is we made something up. And so to <laughs> clarify, for example. In the the cool murder mystery episode where they're like, who is killing the Avengers, right? Because the what if is the really what if cool is premise. their quote is quote unquote what if worlds the world's mightiest heroes never got together, and mm. you're like, that's interesting. I can get that. What if they died before it was their time to get together, right? But the inciting incident for yeah. that is actually. What if Hope Van Dyne was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, but then she died on a job, so then Hank Pym got angry and decided to get revenge on S.H.I.E.L.D. and then stop them from forming the world's greatest heroes? Now, as a multiverse story, that's fine. That's cool. Do that. As a what if, that's, that's not, not how that works at all. Because you've changed so much stuff in the past to get us to this moment now. It's not what if anymore. It's it's another mm-hmm. universe completely mm-hmm. from the jump from yep. 20 years ago yep. or whatever, right? And that's the problem with it because they do it again, you know, later. Well, a lot throughout mm-hmm. the show, right? Because they're like, what if Killmonger saved Iron Man? I'm like, huh? Why is he there? What What circumstances led him to be here? Like, okay, he was in the military, but you've you've completely changed what his plan is to get to Wakanda because he's decided, I'm going to do this through Tony Stark instead. And that's not a real what if. <laughs> and it's like, well, why? That's not a turning point. Now, something like, uh, what if T'Challa was Star-Lord? They make it work as one Kinda. turning point. They don't fully explain to us why. And then they fully, what is it? Well, no, there are large changes to that universe as a whole that i guess kind of makes sense it's just like yo t'challa is a really good person so the universe would be better and i think that's interesting but it's also weird here so here's it makes me think of the way that they characterize t'challa in that episode is so close to like yes superman to me he is just such a good person at his core that here's what he's able to do when you give him access to mm-hmm. the galaxy and people interact with him and he's so smart and so good that you can't deny it and like he changes the whole thing of what the mm-hmm. ravagers are he convinces thanos that there's a better way to do things blah 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 all this stuff happens and it's like wow that's a really mm-hmm. great guy and i love that episode i love his cool yeah. jacket i want it's that cool, jacket it's, uh, I do I like that, that episode. Fit. I want the whole fit. Yeah. I love it. There's Marvel Zombies. Oh, 
we hate, hate Marvel, Marvel zombies, zombies in general. Yeah. Yes. Right. That episode is fine. Both of us, from before knowing each other, we both independently yes. learned of Marvel zombies yeah. and hated it. This is just. <laughs> I read an issue like, and was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I just read stuff about it and was like. Well, I read an issue and was like, this is, I was like, one, I don't like this. Two, this is just going to make me very depressed. So I was like, let me just find out what happens without actually looking at the art. And I was like, this, this is awful. Peter eats Aunt May and Mary Jane. And Daredevil. Because Daredevil is like, yo, I'm going to help because I can't let this happen. And then he just eats Daredevil. Yeah. It sucks. Um, and then, and then, Mister Fantastic has the evil scientist role of like, this is the next step of evolution. <laughs> cool. But yeah, that's the comic. Uh, the what if handles it a lot better. But that doesn't make me like it more. No, I still don't like the Marvel mm-hmm. Zombies concept. Uh, Paul Rudd, funny man, just ahead. Yeah. I love it. Um. But the what if here is like, what if when they went to get Hope, Janet? Well, Janet, when they went to get <laughs> when they went to get Janet from the quantum realm, what if she was infected? And then what if when she was infected, she infected Hank? And what if they didn't shut off the thing so that they couldn't let the infection out? And what if there was a million things that failed along the way? Now everyone's a zombie. That's something you made up just to make this. It's it's made. You know what? It's our favorite phrase of last week. It's it's manufactured conflict. Yeah. Yes. Um. There's just a series of events, a random series of events that has changed. Which is fine if it's a multiverse thing, but you can have a better way of explaining that, and you can do more with it. Whereas here, it's like, okay, we have to tie yeah. it to this thing, and it's like, well, yeah, but it's not a what if anymore. And they're like, yeah, but it almost is, so we can keep it close. And you know what's funny? Like, there's no, a there's a like there's an actually interesting what if <laughs> later in the in the series that I actually enjoyed the episode, but was like why did you choose this avenue to get to here which is party thor episode and it's what if yeah. odin just returned the baby and loki grew up as a frost giant and rather than like following what if- their lives from like that point on it's like yeah so then thor didn't have anyone to really learn from and he just kind of became a uh, uh yeah a frat boy and i'm like a frat boy who I trust a little bit, so not nothing like a just real a, frat boy. He's even more of a himbo to, than yeah. he was. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just like that's like like you set up a what if and used it to do this, like <laughs> the insanity that they have in that episode where everyone is here, just cause they're all here, and I'm like. Alright. I mean it's it's a fun episode. But like it doesn't make what any sense. What are we doing here. right now? It doesn't um, make any sense. The thing that I liked in the zombies episode was Peter's relationship with Hope. I thought they were yeah. really cute. The like friendship they formed. 
It was I'm yeah, like, no, it was fun awesome. to see those characters have these dynamics that they wouldn't usually have. Right. But it still is like mm. getting to see more mm. Bucky and yeah. Spider-Man is fun. Doctor well. Strange episode is is um, I don't like the first half, but I think the second half's really cool. I adore that episode so much. Like yeah, the first half's whatever, but just because of how it ends, it's this like twilight yeah. zone story awesome. that they put us in and it has these terrible consequences and the end is like oh chef's kiss and then at the end of the series they're like and then we let him out for a little bit to join a superhero team and i'm like no no don't do that that second to last episode because i the the big finale team up episode i don't like like it's cool to see people do stuff but it's very let's slam the action figures together and I mean, you can do that yep. and I'll enjoy it, but I hate that part. But I think the episode in which <laughs> they're like, uh, what if Ultron went through with his plan or whatever? Like, what if Ultron succeeded? I think that is an interesting what if that then is handled to this annoying extreme degree that I don't find interesting. Yeah. Because it just is exist to set up the finale where they team up <laughs> right why does he slice thanos in half like, what sense does that make come on it doesn't it's and then just it like... adds further to the list of like ways you could have avoided endgame because of that <laughs> you want to know how i would have avoided endgame uh you got a list by writing yeah. the movie good yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> so what they that yeah um, they team up at the end I and just, they threw they threw out an episode yeah, they, there's this team up and it's the guardians of the multiverse which is a dumb name um and then you know they team up together and michael b jordan does too much um I love Michael B. Jordan. Uh, that's that's about Killmonger. They make Uatu fight, and I, I don't like that. Actors and characters. Also, Jeffrey Wright is good as Uatu. Like, even though I was, even though I wasn't He's enjoying the show, I was bag. hype every time the intro when he was like, "Ponder the question: What if?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I wish we yeah. could do it right." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like, man. The Doctor Strange episode in its content is like so close to what a, I think a what if story should be because it's this standalone one off yeah. thing. And then it closes and it has an end. And this man is broken and has to spend eternity contemplating his actions mm -hmm. that got him here. And then they're like, but you can join a superhero team for a while. And I'm like. No. You can be the villain no. of the next Doctor Strange no. movie. It's they it I can't know, be but him. it's really funny that it looks like him. It is. But like, okay, so they not only are they like you can join a superhero team, then they do the worst thing by giving him a purpose. That now, yeah, he's in this prison for all eternity, but he has something to do, which is keep Ultron and Killmonger from destroying mm -hmm. reality and I'm like stop that 
you you told this like very poignant story and then you had to MCU things. Yeah. Which you didn't have to, but they do. Yeah. There's just so many and then they're gonna do another season of it, and I'm just like It's fine. I mean I I would like more animated stuff from the MCU. I'm excited to see what Spider Man freshman year is like. Um but man, I just there's a lot of things I liked about what if, but overall I look back and I'm just like if you were a multiverse show, you would be better. If you were what if, you would be better. And you tried to do both and you couldn't mm-hmm. do either all the way. And then that's what we end up with. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. We watched that again recently. Shang-Chi's really good. Uh Shang-Chi's really good. Simu Liu is such a wonderful leading man. Yeah. Um, very charming. I love seeing him on screen do things. I can't wait. I'm glad for he's more committed to the uh, role and the stunt training and the martial arts and you know doing his job unlike right. someone on a certain Netflix show. Iron <coughs> Fist. Um, Finn Jones. What? His name is Finn Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I know. No, I, I know. Just, I wanted to. I wanted. No, I know. I just wanted to say his name, though. You, you're name dropping. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. Um, Shang Chi's really cool. They do the real Mandarin. When his name Wu. is Wen Wu. I was scared I was gonna flip flop it, so I paused so you Wu could Wen. see. Me. Is that what you were gonna say? Um, he yeah. No, but I was scared that I was doing. Oh, okay. That. Um, Wen Wu. He is dope. He's scary. One of the best villains in the MCU. Yes. Absolutely. Because he's a dad. He's a dilf. A husband. (laughs) He is. He is a husband who really wants his wife back so he can get his family back in his mind as if he hasn't done irreparable damage there. But, you know, (laughs) that's all right. Um, But, like, he did change and he did do good for a minute and just was a dad. And then they killed his wife, and he was like John Wick, but more evil, yeah. you know? Because then he returned to his uh, immortal terrorism like Rachel Gould. Yes. Um, the Ten Rings are cool. I told you, they make me think of the uh, Foot Clan from the second Ninja Turtles movie. But cool. Oh, I meant... I meant the items. Oh, the ten oh I thought you meant like the group. No, yeah, the ten rings are cool. I like that they decided to turn them into the 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 bangles, the the bands. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept because I'm like, how do you do the ten rings without just making them the infinity? Stones? Yeah. And the answer is and make the them answer weapons. Is <laughs> make them cool weapons that make you live yeah. forever. So that's what they yeah. do. And uh, it works. They're used, yeah. They're used very cool. Like the the implementation of them in fights is yeah. dope. I like when at the end Shang Chi like uses them in the air to like jump off of a thing. Like he uses them as leverage for a yeah. second on the dragon. It's dope. Um, lots of cool martial arts. You know, um, obviously not the level of a martial arts movie but well, yeah but for an mcu as close movie, as you could hope to get yeah. doing the mcu and it's awesome 
because it it pays homage to those things you yeah. know um it just rocks <laughs> it's funny it's fun yeah. uh his sister is dope i love her yeah she's great she's great um she steals the movie honestly <laughs> yeah. yeah um her and her rope dart and the dragon and she's doing her thing and then uh katie is a disney character and she shoots the dragon through the neck because she learned how to do archery in two days yeah this yeah like i was saying this really is a disney movie more than a marvel movie it's a super it's a super disney-fied movie but it's it's really yeah. good it's really fun um um i like i said i wish it didn't evolve or in my opinion devolve into we have to save the world yeah because i wish it was a very contained like personal story and not you know as expansive as these solo movies tend to get now it's really frustrating yeah um the dweller in darkness yeah it was that that was fine it's fine yeah but i mean like they were kind of in their own contained plane of reality, right? Well, yeah, but the thing was, if it gets out, then it will destroy everything because it just sucks the souls and the regular weapons yeah. can't hurt it and blah, blah, blah. That's they true. made it, like, yeah, yeah. the stakes high. Yeah, yeah, they made They the inflated the stakes. Um, anyway, they made the Dweller in Darkness a dragon thing, and now I'm scared that we won't get Fin Fang Foom. Yeah, especially because get fin fang foom. especially considering like I guess the rings are tied to fin fang foom. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think we're gonna get it, but I hope we do. <laughs> I really hope we get fin fang yeah. foom. Um, um, the dragon is really cute in Shang Chi. Yeah, the colors make me think of the world serpent from God of War. Yeah. yeah. Um, Michelle Yeoh is great. Michelle Yeoh is great. It's her. She the joins. The, awesome. She joins the two Marvel two timer club. Yeah, because she's in Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, Shang Chi is um, really fun, really good, and I can't wait to see him do more things. And see his yeah. cast of characters. Like, I wonder what the credit scene with his um sister <laughs> means. Yeah. They're like the 10 rings will I don't return. think I this is my personal feeling but I don't think that means that that'll be the next Shang-Chi thing. I think they will be in other things. a wider Marvel yeah. Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah I believe yeah. that too. Maybe Daredevil. Maybe Daredevil. Maybe I don't know. Captain America. We'll see. Armor Wars? Who knows? Who knows? But that's cool. They could show up anywhere. But yeah, yeah. that's cool. Love seeing Wong. Oh yeah, shout out Wong. Love seeing Brie Larson. Love seeing Brie Larson. Bruce Banner's human again. Bruce Banner's human again, and I'm afraid of what that means. I know they're gonna touch on it in She-Hulk though. Yeah. And Abomination yep. has the fins, and he looks great. And is. Yeah, he's also going to be in She-Hulk. Yeah, Yeah. and he seems to be working with Wong in the Avengers, and I don't know. I don't think he's working with Wong in the Avengers. I think because when they 
open the portal, it looks like mm-hmm. he's taking him back to a containment cell. So this feels maybe more like Wong worked out a thing on the side with him. Yeah, but Wong's like, he's helping him learn to fight better. Yeah. We're never going to see Abomination and Hulk have a cool fight again. We might. You never know. They love retconning things in the Marvel TV shows, so maybe they're going to do some retconning with Bruce. Who knows? But listen, I'm going to say that so that I can be wrong, you know? So that Marvel will be like, haha, gotcha. Also, we did have an, a, a cool Hulk and Abomination fight in The Incredible Hulk. I said we won't have it again. Oh, oh okay. My exact words. Oh, okay, I didn't hear the again part because I was ready to just prove you wrong. But, you know. Yeah. That's how it goes. Um, Shang-Chi's fun. Shang-Chi's great. Can't wait to see what else they have to offer us in that Me too. area of the mcu maybe katie will die maybe who am i to who judge? am i to judge um that's one of the funniest jokes in the mcu in one of my least favorite movies yes eternals eternals is so dope because it is visually distinct and functions on um, its own <laughs> functions on its own and does not feel super like an MCU thing. Mm-hmm. Which makes it Just weird like in comparison Babylon. with everything else, but it's fine. But it works because it's the Eternals. Yes. The MCU has the ability to take these obscure properties I don't know about and make me care, like Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. Yeah, and Shang-Chi. No, I care yeah, about this Shang-Chi. This is a joke. <laughs> but yeah the Eternals like oh Jack Kirby did New Gods again in Marvel I'll just look at New Gods yeah. but this makes me care well this makes me sad that once again we won't get any of this New Gods movie I will go to the grave morning that. Uh, man. I want good New Gods so bad yeah me too um, Eternals is so dope the Celestials look really cool. The Their powers look really cool. I love how... All right. here They broke my brain. Okay. Because I'm sitting there, and I'm watching, and uh, um, what is Brian Tyree Henry's character's name? Phaestos. Phaestos. Phaestos' son is like whoa you're superman <laughs> and i'm like wait wait <laughs> and then they mentioned batman too and i'm like clutching my brain like i'm professor x and i'm like what does this mean multiverse what does this mean no <laughs> i'm so scared of that please don't say that i really don't want this DC leads, stuff to cross over this with marvel stuff in live action marvel versus dc that's our next big Infinity no War. no no the only way I will even be slightly okay with that is if it was animated. Yeah, I know. Avengers I, Secret I'm War. I'm so afraid. <laughs> I am so afraid of Warner Brothers and Disney coming together and saying, we can make a billion million dollars if we do this. Because I don't have faith in them that they do a good story, but people would be like, mm, nom, 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 yeah. nom, nom, and just love it, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and the funny thing is, is that you know they let them leave that in there for a reason. Yes. Like they yes. they did not. That's why just, it scares yeah. me. Yeah. But yeah. But whatever. Uh, that's character fine. run through. Gilgamesh, my king. I'm starting with him because I love him He's so great. much. What a great actor. He's so dope. Don Lee. Uh um we have uh Icarus. He flies, he shoots lasers out of his eyes, very strong. Um we have Sprite, she's little the you got Pinocchio uh, syndrome. made her Yeah, Celestials made her a child forever because they hate her. Yep. Um She's really cool. She makes illusions. Um, Makari, real fast. Zoom, zoom. She's deaf, and the actress who plays her is also deaf, and that's awesome. Yes. I saw her in uh, Sound of Metal, and she was very good in that. Sick. Um, But, yeah, like, she... She just does her sign language the whole time, and they're like... And she's running. Yeah, this is just a thing that's happening. And it's normal. Yeah. Oh, her super speed looks so her dope. Super speed does look dope. Uh, Athena, Angelina Jolie, excellent, killing yeah. it. Great character, yeah. really interesting struggle she has going on. Um, why can I not remember Gemma Chan's character Cersei. name? Cersei, yes. Cersei rocks. Cersei does rock. Cersei has really Cersei cool powers. Cersei can do. Cersei can do alchemy. Yes. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching this movie and I'm like the law of equivalent exchange. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm going all full metal alchemist while I'm watching this. Um but yeah, she has very cool Face powers those. and I'm very glad that at the end she gets to do something really dope with them. Yes. Um cuz they're like Icarus is the best in the cool and I'm Bro, like Bro, he's the most okay. basic. He's the most basic. Um, yeah, Phaestos is dope because he, he just makes things and he's really smart. Yes. He can put anything together. Inventor, man. Just give him time so cool. and he'll, he'll make yes. it. Um, Kumail's character. Kingo. Kingo. With his energy projection that he chooses to do finger guns with. Finger guns. And they're so dope, and I was so mad that he stayed out of the final fight because I wanted him to, like, special beam cannon a giant ball at Icarus. I don't know why they decided to do that at all. <laughs> I mean, I get I get from the character perspective of, like, the Eternals are split on this thing, yeah. but no. Like, he couldn't even have shown up? Yeah. Whack. Rest in peace, Ajax. Rest in peace, Ajax. She tried to do better. Selma Hayek, the goat, the yeah. goddess. And then Icarus was like, uh-uh. I love Icarus as the villain so much. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Because I told you I really like, love the idea of like his religious fanaticism. We forgot Druig. We did forget Druig. I knew I knew it too before I jumped into it. Oh, I was like, oh, one Druig, more. Druig controls people's minds he has the villain power so he does bad so you would things. expect him to be the villain but he's not but no he's it's not the uh, hero man because he it's hero man. <laughs> yeah but i love um icarus so much i I'm, I'm always in love with uh evil religious fanatic 
But I love that it's not like, I love that it's not like he's devoted to this thing because it's good. It's just because he, that's the only thing he knows what to do anymore now. Yeah. Like you see him really struggle with it, especially when he sacrifices Ajax. And then like the, the doubling down over time as he gets the group back together. It's just, it's really, it's really well done. And I'm, and I'm a big fan of it. Um, Harish Patel is so fun. I love him. Are you talking about um, Kingo's right hand? Yes, man. I right can't. Hand right man. hand arm man. Yes, I can't remember his name. Uh, Karun. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's a play on um, one of the things about Kingo's uh, character in the comics, I believe, in which he had cameras with him all the time. Okay. So, because he was very much like the the show off show, but whatever, and um, right. So they had his guy, and he had the camera along, and he's like, "We're making a documentary," <laughs> which I loved. I thought it was yeah. awesome. Um, uh, Kingo putting together that Sprite was in love with Icarus. That scene is so good. It's hilarious. That conversation that they have. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, that's cool. Yeah. They killed Gilgamesh, and I'll never forgive yeah. them. You knew one of them had to die. Gilgamesh is so cool. He's so much that's fun. That's why he had to die, because he was too cool. <sighs> <laughs> he had to die, because if he was there, he and Thena would have stomped out Icarus, like, no problem. And the uh, lead deviant. Yeah. yeah. That was... That I mean, was that's, um, he would have been after Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah, very weird. I hope he shows up in something else because I would hate for that to be his only. That's not going to be his one. Like yeah. it wouldn't prevent them from casting. No, yeah, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I saw people who were like, I saw someone say that the Eternals didn't have a focused villain because the Deviants weren't interesting, and I'm like, did you see the movie? Because the bad guy is Icarus. Because the bad guy's Icarus, and on top of that, it's the Celestials and it's Arishem, and it's been the Eternals the whole time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy, yeah. and it's so cool, and it's so well done. It's a twist I did not see coming in the slide. Yeah. Because I didn't know what was going on, and I had heard a thing like, there's a Celestial in the center of the Earth, but I didn't know what that yeah. meant. It's it's an incubator for uh the Celestial and all life on Earth makes that happen by existing and then the celestial will be born and blow it all yeah. up and the eternals are like hey we don't want to do that well most of them yeah so they try and stop it and druig is dope and he hits sprite over the head with the rock and the most satisfying <laughs> the most satisfying hit ever yeah mm. i was so mad at her because i'm like sprite stop that yeah like, I understood why she did it, but I was annoyed with yeah. her. But, yes. Mm-hmm. Eternals is dope. The That shot at the end when the Celestial starts to come through and Cersei uses her powers to turn it to, like, marble or whatever. It looks so beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And now we just I have a, a permanent landmark in the... And it... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's great. And there was that thing where they were like, I was able to do it because 
the celestial joined our link like tiamat joined our link and i was like did he do that like to help out because the people of earth gave him life and he didn't want no it just happened and i was like oh okay just needed it to happen Anyway, Harry Styles is Star Fox, which is a funny casting choice yeah, to me. The brother of Thanos. But like he What does that mean? Yeah, he'll do good though. I I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Why is the brother of Thanos the Eternal? Yeah. I don't know. Um We'll find out. Whatever. And then Kit Harrington is the Black Knight. And And Blade, Blade is, like, is like Don't hmm. Don't do that. You sure about you sure that? About big that yeah. 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 Um, Kit Harrington was great. I can't wait to see more of him. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more of Mahershala as Blade. Because <laughs> that man just has a really <laughs> yeah, cool we're voice. Yeah, going to get that for a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're just going to keep letting him talk over things. I mean, maybe next for a year. Time. Who knows? Maybe. Next. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawkeye's good. Hawkeye's fun. I love Hawkeye. Um, Haley Steinfeld, if you're listening to this, marry me. Um, but also Florence Pugh, if you're listening to this, marry me. Understandable. Uh, whichever one of you says yes to him, the other one, hi. Let's talk. Yeah. Um, no, but for real, <laughs> I like. I'm, I'm okay with what they decided to do with Kate Bishop. Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm glad she's still like, even though like they were self-taught. Like, yes, that was the biggest part to me. Was like, is he? You know, they had her be influenced by Hawkeye, yeah. but she's her own hero who was trained in her own way. Yeah. Um, I think it sucks so bad that they had to flip the characterization a little bit because Hawkeye's not a dork in the MCU. Yeah. And Kate's supposed to be the straight yeah. man, and she can't be because Jeremy Renner won't do anything else. So, <laughs> I really hope we never see Clint Barton again. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, G- genuinely, if if we just let him stay out of this, and Jeremy Renner's like, I'm just gonna go do whatever else, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Make another born movie. Um, okay, but, yeah, Hawkeye is dope. I love Kate Bishop. I love... So they introduce a swordmaster or whatever his name yes. is, right? Swordsman. And I'm like... Yeah, I'm like, he's a bad guy. And they are like, he's a bad no. guy. That, I didn't see that coming at all. I'm like, yeah, he's bad. They're like, no, he's just rich and weird. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Because they didn't give they didn't give Clint his circus background because Jeremy Renner would have thought that was lame. <laughs> I'll never forget when Jeremy Renner was like, "We're not doing the purple costume. Nobody wants to see that." I do. I'm like, "No, Jeremy Renner, you don't want to wear yeah. that." Yeah. But that was years ago, and they made him do it anyway, so we win. But they didn't. <laughs> they really didn't. Well, yeah. And then they, the, and but then their, and then their, uh, their costume homage is in like the wackest way possible because it's one of the LARPers and you can like barely tell because they never even center it on screen. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that sucks. 
But I did like that Kate was like, here's the costume. And he was like, no. Like, that's a big H on your head for Hawkeye. That's good. <laughs> She's great. Hey, at least Seinfeld is just great. Yeah. Um, She's killed it in everything. I'm yes. Scared. And then what? Uh, I think her name is Alakwa Cox as Echo as. Oh, yeah, I can't she's dope. Her I name. can't wait to see I more can't of her. Her name, man. But she's, but yeah, but no, she's cool. She was, she was killing it the whole time. Um. And I wasn't, I wasn't interested in the Echo series because I don't know who Echo is, um, mm. in the comics. But I'm down to see it now. Yeah. Um. Kingpin is there. He's back. Well, Yelena is there first. Hold on a second. Well, yeah, but well, we've no, already but mentioned I, but, it, yeah, like, in yeah, passing. Yeah. But, I mean, Yelena's good in here. They make her do some fun stuff in here. And she Yelena. and Haley Steinfeld have really excellent chemistry. And I really they hope do. that either Black Widow 2 or Hawkeye Season 2, whatever it is, they hang out more. Well, yeah, I mean, they're Black Widow and Hawkeye. They have yeah. to. I do like that at the end, they're like, Kate, you're just Hawkeye. Yeah. You just are Hawkeye. Yeah, which is... Because that's how it is, but I'm glad that they just let it happen. They just let it yeah. happen, you know? I do like that they invincible did it, too. Yeah, that how was How about title card? Yeah. Nice. I feel like people won't get that. No. No, MCU but, fans you know. are dumb as bricks. But I, okay, I wasn't gonna say. I'm it, gonna yeah. say it. The things <laughs> I've seen. Uh, shut up. <laughs> it was Steve and Natasha's baby that. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the stupidest one I've ever seen. Oh God! What is wrong with these idiots? Okay. Man. Um. But yeah, Kingpin's back. Kingpin's back, and he's he's just it's Vincent D'Onofrio. People were like, he's doing he wouldn't wear thing. that. I'm like, shut shut up. Yes, he would. Kingpin would. Kingpin would. Vincent D'Onofrio. We've seen him. You know, maybe not. Yeah. But he's Kingpin. He'd wear that. I love that he just tanks all of those arrows. Absolutely, like, as he should. Good. I was like, do not nerf. Kingpin. No, and they didn't. This man fights Spider-Man on the to... regular. Kate would have got yeah. washed by him if uh, her mom so didn't. So she had to do the absolute most. Right, if her mom didn't commit vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> um, that was hilarious. It was so great. And I like how her mom's yeah. like, you're going to arrest me on Christmas Eve? And she's like, yeah. Yes. You're a bad person, Mom. Bye. Yeah. Um, Echo didn't kill Kingpin. <laughs> Echo didn't kill Kingpin. They would not do that. They would he's, never he's do that. Not, not in the slightest. He's not dead at all. <laughs> Shout out Lucky the Pizza Dog. Shout out Lucky the Pizza Dog. Shout out the fire rest the the firefighters. Yes. The LARPers, they were cool. Um Yeah, Hawkeye's fun. Hawkeye's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um Kate Bishop rocks. I'm glad that she's in the MCU. I'm so glad I got yeah. to see more of Yelena because, like I said, she's my favorite MCU character right now. 
Yeah. She's just trying to eat mac and cheese and kill your best friend, and she's fine with that. I want that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can't wait to see them. All right. Here we go. Oh, it's man. the big one, baby. We're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Can I start? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I've had more time to sit with this movie. I thought about seeing it again, and then I ended up not being able to. And honestly, I'm really glad that I didn't because I feel like if I went to go see it by myself, which was the plan, I would have still been very angry with this movie because I'm still very angry with this movie and I don't think that I like it, like at all. I think I like things in it. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely very happy. Full spoilers this time, by the way. Yeah. I'm very happy to see each of the villains i'm very happy that daredevil is back i'm very happy to see andrew and toby as spider-man again it's very fun i feel that this movie does a disservice to the two movies prior and to everything that they set up for spider-man i don't care that if you dislike the direction they were going with spider-man that's fine i understand why i get it i was cool with the direction they were going and i wish that they didn't uh back down from it because it feels very cowardly it feels like a, it feels like it's, it's definitely better than it but it feels like spider-man rise of skywalker um and it makes me really mad because it's because aside from feeling like Spider-Man Rise of Skywalker, it also feels like we just let fans write a movie. It feels like Spider-Man fan fiction, the movie. And that's one of the things that kept taking me out of it when I saw it. Because I was in utter disbelief of how much of these things that I watched on screen just felt like I could have read them on Twitter or on Tumblr. Because they were pretty much things lifted directly from Twitter or Tumblr. And I don't like this movie. I don't like this movie. I'll definitely watch it again when it comes to streaming or whatever. Because my mom hasn't seen it. And I want to be able to talk to her about it. Um, but I'm just completely, utterly upset with this movie. And I'll get more into decisions they made after you say what you have to say about it. Cause you don't, you have some similar feelings, but you are still on the positive side right. of the spectrum. So, I would believe very similar to Falcon and the Warner soldier where we came away with the same exact issues. And I went, I like it. And you went, I hate it. Mm -hmm. It's that again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, here's, here's my thing. What I'm very glad about, what I was worried about before is if they do multiverse, they are going to have Andrew and Toby be there, and that is going to detract from Tom's story and Tom Spider-Man. And I don't mm -hmm. think it did that much. Um, however, in a wider sense of like, this could have been, for example, they were thinking of doing Craven for this movie, right? Mm -hmm. And say you do Craven's Last Hunt, you can get to Peter becoming the Spider-Man that he is by the end of that movie. Yep. And you can make it happen naturally 
Um, and you can do it without killing Aunt May, mm-hmm. um, which is dumb. Mm-hmm. And you can that, also just that is the moment acknowledge Uncle that I ben. decided that. That is the moment that I decided that the movie was really bad because there's a lot of ways that they could have done that and it had been fine. And everything about it was just awful. Just to me, horrendous. To me, it felt like in the moment where she's like, she tells him with great power comes with great responsibility. I was sitting in the theater and I looked at that and I went, okay, there's a look on Peter's face. And what the movie meant with that look was he's taking this in because it's important to him. And what I thought but what it meant, you thought it meant was he's thinking it's back to what Uncle Ben used to he's say. He's remembering his Uncle Ben and what Uncle Ben used to tell him. Exactly. Why would you make exactly what I thought as well? Right. Why would you make Aunt May Peter Parker's Uncle Ben when he already had an Uncle Ben? But you refuse to acknowledge him because you're afraid of doing the origin story when you don't have to be afraid of acknowledging him. Because they do that plenty of times without showing the origin story. And you've already referenced him several times in universe. And now we have the point. You've referenced everything May's been through. You we, even throw his right, initials listen, on the suitcase. We're at the point where people are like, it's because Uncle Ben is alive. And if they do that, I will <sighs> have such an issue with Spider-Man going forward. So he's not alive. He can't be. He can't be. That'd be stupid. It would be so dumb and so bad. So Peter Parker has been a certain way up till now. You can have him go through bad things because he's Spider-Man and he should. And then that can change him to be more like the Peter we know from the comics, which it should, you know, and that's fine. You don't mm-hmm. need to kill Aunt May to do that. Mm-hmm. In fact, the story that you drew from, Spider-Man One More Day, which is the most hated Spider-Man storyline aside from the Clone Saga, so I don't know why mm-hmm. you would pick from there. However, mm-hmm. I'm fine with how you handled it because you did it better, which isn't a high margin to, <laughs> to Not do. at all. Um, but in that, Aunt May is injured and in a coma. Yep. You can have Green Goblin put Aunt May on the brink of death and she's in a coma and Peter doesn't know if she's going to make it and he still wants to kill him. Yep. You can still do that because guess what? Peter Parker in the comics is a very angry young man when he's in high school. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you have, you've been piling stuff on him from the start and he's still been upbeat. You do that one last thing in addition to the struggles he's been having because everyone knows who he is, that's a mm-hmm. breaking point regardless. Yep. Killing Aunt May is dumb. And I think it's extra dumb because at the end, it fully untethers him from everything. Yep. And I think that's a bad and scary choice because anyone could do anything with that and take the series in a very off direction from what it could be, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I also think... I also think killing aunt may was their way of allowing them to sever his connection to everybody without making it completely heartbreaking i guess but like it's still it's they've done another set of heartbreak anyway no i understand 
But I feel like being like, I'm going to make for everybody forget who I am. Okay, his girlfriend and his best friend forget who he is. His work friends forget who he is. Happy. Happy forgets who he is. That's the one that got me. But Happy forgets who he is. Okay. But his aunt, his mom, basically, that would be very difficult for everyone to deal with. And I felt like if they did that with that, that would have made them mad. So them thinking they can get away with anything was able to allow them to kill her. So then they can do that without people being upset that they cut him off from his mom by just taking his mom out of the equation. But here, I mean, if you want to avoid that, just keep her in the coma until he gets a chance to fix things. That's it. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, I get you completely. <laughs> listen, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is my favorite thing from the Raimi Spider-Man movies, right? Yes. And getting to see him here, he becomes basically the best MCU villain. <laughs> and he doesn't even... Yeah. He's not no, from here. Don't even touch him. He's not even from you this don't universe. don't even go here, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. Just, he's dropping such hard philosophy. <laughs> yeah. He, Green Goblin is able to pick apart why Peter, Piker, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And he's able to do that even if it's not his Peter Parker and his Spider-Man. And yeah. that's why he's the GOAT. Like, because I have very complicated feelings about the Raimi movies. I think if I went mm-hmm. back, I would enjoy them. But I'm not a fan of the way they characterize Toby Spider-Man. And I loved him so much in this. He was great. Um, yeah. I loved him. He was fantastic. Yes. His back. Help him back oh my gosh (laughs) seeing andrew get a chance to be weird peter parker again was excellent i i rewatched this it was my mini (laughs) my mini night watch but it was spidey watch leading up to these movies rewatching all of the raimi films and the two amazing spider-man films and coming around on the amazing spider-man films of like i still don't like them that much I like Amazing Spider-Man 1 a little bit more than I did before, but yep. it's mainly because of Andrew Garfield, not because of everything else, because everything else, well, I mean, Gwen Stacy's cool. Yeah, Emma Stone and crushes The it. actors are fine. The actors are fine. Mm-hmm. I just hate creative decisions. Sure. Peter Parker is a skateboard. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so glad people finally understand how good Andrew Garfield is as Spider-Man. Yes. Because... The world has been slandering him for so long. And I'm not gatekeepy. I don't care if before you were like, eh, blah, blah, blah. whatever. You just see the light now. Yeah. That's fine. You know, <laughs> I've seen people who yeah. have been like, no, you don't get. I'm like, shut up. People know how good Andrew Garfield is now. And that makes me happy. <laughs> That's mm. all you need. Um, He's so much fun. I love I love him. I loved them and seeing them interact, the three of them together. Um, yes. But I need to go back to one of the Green Goblin because Peter has never been challenged like this before, ever. And who could yeah. do that besides Green Goblin in the way that he did? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just that apartment scene when it all starts to fall apart. And when we get to... And the fact that Willem Dafoe is like, no stunt double, it's me. <laughs> you're insane and i love you yeah yeah 
Peter Parker, strong enough to have everything he wants, too weak to take it. Yeah. Wow! But now, yeah, that's great. But now, allow me to get into my one issue with having all these villains. Actually, my several issue with having all these villains from the old movie. Oh God! With this whole fan cheat. service movie, yeah. Um, <laughs> they said Kevin Feige said that having all of these villains back for this movie stemmed from them being like, "Well, what if we put them in a post credit scene?" And they're like, "No, that'd be whack. We should just do the whole thing with them." And they're like, "Well, we 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 could never do our own Goblin and Ock because." those actors are so tied like who could do a better job than them i don't know let's find out you stupid dumb idiot let's find out that's my reaction to that message of like hey let other people do it because guess what Mm -hmm. norman how many spider-mans have there been in spider-man 2002 (laughs) i adore him Uh as i've said he's my favorite i love him yeah yeah he's not the comic book norman he's not and what makes me so upset about them being like, you know, Norman's like, there's no Oscorp here. I almost started screaming in the theater in rage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. was so mad. Because this just means we're never going to get that. Because here's the thing. Norman Osborn in the MCU, like native to this universe, using him as the the Norman from Siege and the Norman who makes the Dark Avengers. Mm-hmm. is so effective for the MCU. Mm-hmm. And you make this character who you can still use as a Spider-Man villain. And actually mm-hmm. from here, you can stem that out and be like, I know Norman, blah, blah, blah. You know, like you could do stuff, but he fits here so well. Yeah. And there's so much to do with him outside of Spider-Man. Completely independent from Spider-Man stuff to do with Norman that they yeah. don't do that they probably won't ever do because they're like, who else could do it? Someone. 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 Let's find out. Who else out. could be Doc Ock? Someone. Find me a white man that saying. can have waves and let's do it. <laughs> like. But this, this is my thing. Because this is my thing. It's like the opposite problem with, um, I can say the clown's name, right? Yeah. It's the opposite problem with Joker. It's like, we're just going to keep doing Joker as the bad guy because Joker's that bad guy i'm like show me more batman villains right because there are other ten thousand dollars each each i have to pay ten thousand and you have to pay ten thousand no i thought it was because you were the host that's fine um no you have to do it and i I don't gotta do it. you do they're gonna find us both i have bills to pay bro do you see do you see the producer outside by your window? Not like at all. Justin. We're in the studio so late, it's just us. No one will ever know. They catch up. Eventually no, they they're don't. gonna hear this. No, they no they won't. I don't have the money for this, so you better be right or you better win the lottery. Cause I can't afford it. that. I'm gonna cut it. They'll They won't hear the recordings. They have access to the core recordings. No, they yes they do. No, they don't. No, they don't. They never will. You better be we don't right have time for bits. We're three hours into this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but having the Joker in 
every other movie. I'm just going to say it. In every other movie, and it's and I'm like, I want to see other villains from that character. It's really annoying. Like, just show me the other guys, right? And with Spider-Man, it's like, yes, okay, you're showing me the other guys. But, like, you have, like, this one dude who's very essential. And you keep avoiding him and then keep throwing other things around and afraid afraid to actually get to him, right? Like, I don't like what they did in Amazing Spider-Man with, with Harry and stuff. I don't like that at all. No. Um, But at least they did something. But it's... Yeah. And so I'm just like, it, it's it's not oversaturated. The character's not oversaturated. Also, just... again, Alfred Molina's Ock is not comic book Dr. Octopus. He's not. He's phenomenal. He kills the role that Raimi gives to him, which is a great story of this like tragic man who is turned evil by this creation that he makes, right? It fits. It's mm-hmm. It's wonderful. But Otto Octavius is an arrogant, narcissistic science man. Yes. And he's he's just so bad, and he just wants to do bad things to show everyone how smart and cool he is to the point that he takes Peter Parker's body because he's like, I'm just better than you. Yeah. I'm built different. That's not who Alfred Molina's Auk is, so anyone else can do that. Yeah. Get Danny DeVito on the phone. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah. Yeah, man. There's just, you know, those the options are there. I love Spider-Man No Way Home because it's a lot of fun. I love it because at the end, you know, they show me a Spider-Man suit that I've been waiting for for so long. And they give yeah. me plenty of things to love and look forward to, you know, but at what cost? Because the movie that we could have gotten, while still also getting, uh, you know, Andrew and Toby in a in a later thing, but the final mm-hmm. movie for Tom's trilogy could have been Craven the Hunter, and it could have been this contained story that suits you know the character and gets him to this point, and then mm-hmm. when we see him, you know, later meet up with the other Spider Man, it's like wow, look how crazy this is. Yeah. So that's frustrating. Um, Doctor Strange is in here. He is in here. He's in here enough. He's great. I like him. Yeah. Um, Wong is in here. Wong isn't in here Wong enough. Wong is in here. <laughs> Wong, Wong, Wong isn't in here but enough. But most importantly, Charlie Cox's Daredevil is back. Charlie Cox's Daredevil is back. Daredevil's back. Kingpin is back. Let's make it happen, baby. Let's make it happen. The people Let's want it. Let's make it happen, baby. The people want it. The streaming it. The numbers have been going it. crazy on Netflix, too. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Because Daredevil Season 3 rocked. I wore a Daredevil t-shirt to go see No Way Home. Legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot that I liked about No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And I loved seeing Andrew and Toby, and I loved uh, Jamie Foxx getting to be a better version of Electro. Um, yes. And I loved Sandman and the Lizard. I thought it was really funny that they were like, he just wants to make people lizards. I'm like, well, it was a little more than that. But it's really funny of how they've used it here. Well, um, yeah, because it's the MCU. They got to make fun of Yeah. <laughs> Your name's Otto Octavius? Shut up. <laughs> Your name's Peter that. Parker. Not funny. You Not call funny yourself at all. Spider-Man. 
Um, um yeah. Very sad about uh MJ and Ned forgetting that scene in the coffee shop was like, oh man, bummer. Yeah, I once again, like I <laughs> I heard people crying when Aunt May died, and I heard people crying when they were saying goodbye, and I was like, I none of this is affecting me it, because listen, I listen. I was like, theater, I can see all of these these seams right now that you're weaving in front of me. In my theater, when Aunt May died, there was a dude in front of me, like a couple rows down, who started punching his chair. And just like the noises he was making, he was in agony. And mm. I'm sitting there so mad because I'm like, no, they're not going to kill her. Yeah. She's in a coma, right? Like she's. And then they're like, one dead. And I'm like, okay, but they didn't say. It doesn't have to be. They're like, Aunt May's dead. It's her. And I'm like, Sh- yeah, Aunt May's shut dead. up. That's oh, bad. and then to tie in even further of like how they completely erase Tom's Uncle Ben. They're like, does he have any place he would go to like think oh and be gosh. by himself? Yeah. Yeah, the school rooftop, we've never seen him on until this movie. <laughs> Yeah. That's like that's like when that part in uh Thor Ragnarok where they're like, let's do get help. What is get help? What is get help? Is it this funny thing from your childhood you're supposed to be referencing that's never been brought up until now? That you just made so you could have a way to get this thing through? Alright, but get help is funny and it's good. It is, but I can still be like, you just, you needed a thing here, huh? You know what I mean? When you can see the seams, but you can't admire I don't think it's how the same thing artfully for, is that. Yeah. that. That's how it is for me. I'm like, I can see what you're doing here, but I'm not admiring it because I don't think it's smart. I can see it, you made this move out of desperation. <laughs> or to cut corners. Yeah, I... They knew this movie was going to make a billion million dollars if they put in Andrew and Toby. And it did. God, the worst kept secret ever. Right. And it did make a million billion dollars. And they were great, and I'm really glad they were here, but also... It makes me sad, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, yeah, but... I... I really hope we get more Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I'd even like to get some more Toby Spider-Man, you know? Mm-hmm. I want them to show up in Doctor Strange. Agreed. Be like, didn't we just go through this? And he's like, who are you? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Venom's at the end, and he leaves the symbiote behind, and I don't like the idea of the symbiote existing in the MCU because of uh, multiverse stuff. Yeah. Okay. The biggest blue balls ever. Because seeing, because you didn't see Venom 2, did you? No, I still haven't seen it. So the post credit scene for Venom 2 is... I've seen the post credit scene. Yeah. So you see, so he phases into that universe, right? And it doesn't make sense at all because they're like, oh, it's from people who know Peter Parker. And then they're like, people are trying to use whatever Venom uh, hive, mind, hive mind, whatever. whatever. That's stupid. Whatever. It doesn't whatever. make sense. Um, but I'm like, yo, are we just going to... Oh, so he's here. We're just going to leave him here? No, it's just whatever to... It's such a, it's such a <laughs> poor narrative. It makes me really mad. I I told you my worries of like 
having Tom Hardy's Venom be the MCU Eddie Brock. But I'm even less happy with <laughs> with mm-hmm. what they did there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited for what comes next, though. Yeah. To me, sure. it feels like it's, okay. It's... These are the issues, and it's unfortunate. But there's so I had a lot of fun. There are things that frustrated me. There's things that are really bittersweet about it. But the future is bright, and I think we can move past you know the flaws, except for Ame dying. That's unacceptable. But besides, sure. That. I okay. I understand that. But for me, it's kind of like it's kind of like a road trip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You leave your destination, and you know. Well, I mean, you don't know where you're going at the start of, at the start of this movie, so that falls apart. But just just stick with me here. Yeah. You leave your destination. You know where you are. You you're interested to see how the the trip's gonna go, right? And then a bunch of stuff goes wrong during the trip and it kind of sours your mood and you end up at the place that you want to be, but you're still upset that the stuff on the road trip happened. Sure. But if my stay is good, I can hold on to that. Sure. But we don't know what the stay is yet. Right. But I'm saying the future is bright and I'm excited. Yeah. I choose to be optimistic. Yeah. I mean, I'm optimistic too, man. But like I said, I'm still thinking about the trip. <laughs> right. And that's fine. But uh, yeah. time will tell. Time will tell. Um, oh, man. That was great, huh? Man, I can't believe that we solved the climate crisis. Is that what you were doing? That's what we just we just we just cut away from that, right? No, no, no. I, oh, is this another time travel thing? What's time travel? Oh, boy. I was just, you know, talking about uh, fruit gushers. Were you? Yeah. I was, like, deep in a rant, and you were staring off into space and mumbling under your breath, but, you know, I, I just figured, I don't know. I mean, that didn't seem too out of character for you, so I'd let you it's do it. Th- I don't know. I feel like... Maybe the multiverses are breaking through. Mm, okay. Mm, yeah. What if? <laughs> I like saying mm. it the way the title is like presented. Yeah. Grammatic, not grammatically, but you you know what I mean. Yeah. What if? What if? And then don't say anything else. Don't say anything else. Yeah. Um. What if we talked about Batman? Again? Begins. <laughs> Batman again. <laughs> Batman again. You know what? That's what Matt Reeves should call the next movie. Batman the Batman again. again. You know, we've already got Batman forever. We got Batman. Man, I really wonder I really wonder what the sequel name will be. Yeah. Maybe it'll Pull be. Pull a Godfather, the Batman Part Two. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I like that uh, after this movie, we're doing Batman Begins today. I said that earlier, but, you know, y'all have been yeah. in MCU territory, so who knows what you remember by now. Maybe you forgot about it. Yeah. Um. This is the last one that Nolan was like, I'm saying Batman in the title. Yeah. 
And it started an awful trend because Man of Steel is called Man of Steel. That's fine. Well, yeah, the Dark Knight is fine, too. No, it is. But, like, it's because they called Man of Steel whatever the Superman movie, whatever the next Superman movie would be, that would be Henry Cavill's, would probably be called, like, Man of Tomorrow or something. Yeah, but we're never getting that, so it doesn't even matter. No, but you know what I mean, though. Yeah. Like, I was like, I wish they just called it Superman. I don't know. The Dark Knight Rises is an awful title, by the way. But that's 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 two weeks from now. Listen, if they did Batman Begins, how come Henry Cavill's Superman movie couldn't have been Superman Starts? Superman Lives. Nope. <laughs> no. No thanks. Superman Lives. That's the have you seen the documentary time... for that? No. But that's the second time we've referenced that. Is it? Yeah, because I bring up uh, Nick Cage... Almost being Superman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Hey, man, I would have watched it. I mean, I would have watched it, but. No, yeah, I'm not saying it would have been good or I would have liked it, but I would have watched it. Have you, you've seen what that first suit was going to look like, right? Uh, the one with like the semi kingdom come Superman beyond symbol. It's the, all the colors are not Superman colors. The one that I'm talking about. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Then. I'll try and find it, and we'll we'll talk about that later. We're supposed to be talking right. about Batman right now, well, yeah, but it's but me and you, and lot. we don't want to. <laughs> we want to, and we don't want yeah. to. Um, yeah. Oh. All right, Batman begins. The movie starts. Lots of bats. The movie begins. The movie begins. It's freaking bats. I love Halloween. I love Halloween. Man, a very cool intro. It is. I forgot that it was like, here's baby Bruce falling down the well, and uh, Rachel Dawes has to run and get help. You forgot? I did. Man. It's been so long since I've seen this movie. I feel, I, 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 Watching it last night made me question how many times I've seen it, because I remember way too much. <laughs> it's been like six years since I've seen this movie. But no, but you get what I'm saying, right? Because, like, I was quoting things, and I was like, why am I quoting this? (laughs) I was prepared for you to just do it a lot more than you did. I mean, yeah, given, given, um, (laughs) given the other My hearing aid. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to say that for every single episode until Nightwatch is done. Yeah. We'll do it after. Um, but yeah. Uh, he falls and it's really funny. <laughs> you know, violence to children always funny. How funny is it to start a Batman movie where two white children are fighting over an arrowhead, and then it's secretly a Green Arrow movie? Shut up! That's not <laughs> what I meant at all. You know it. No, I I got you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> like. We're never, oh uh, man. Young Bruce the weird, Wayne like freckles and they're just gone by the time Christian Bale grows up, you know? Yeah. By the time he becomes Christian Bale, his freckles have all disappeared. Because he cut, he cut them off and now he's the Joker. Why do you say these things? I don't know, man. How do we get into this movie? Because it takes a while for Batman to begin. <laughs> um. Okay. Bruce is scrapping in the streets. 
Let's start there. Yeah. No, he's scrapping in prison. Well, yeah, but it's like the muddy, like, street-looking place in prison, you know? The yard? Okay. Yeah, but it's like, it's this foreign prison. I I was so close to telling you to shut the F up. <laughs> just completely uncensored right now. Listen. After what they did to you last week, you you gotta be careful about that kind of thing. All right. <laughs> I, I know all you about don't want to go through that again. Oh man, I just got out the yard. You just got out the yard. Um, but yeah, Bruce Wayne's in prison, which is how you know this is a bad Batman because Bruce Wayne would never commit a crime. But Justin, in this, his crime was stealing from himself. Mm. You ever done that? You ever stole from yourself? Yeah, my own happiness. Oh, this is a very sad episode so far. <laughs> yeah, it's because Rihanna had a, is having a baby. <sighs> um. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So then he's in prison. There's not really a lot to say. I I feel like a lot of this is gonna be going through the plot and then having occasional things to say i don't know i mean we can just um, go through because rachel ghoul yeah rachel ghoul invites him to be a ninja and he's like bro i'm gonna go be a ninja so then he gets out of prison and um he travels across the tasty ice mountains they look so good they look so delicious i want to eat them i was looking at him i'm like wow that's beautiful and you're like tasty huh and I, was yeah. like, oh. and I was like, nah, you're right. Because they look delicious. That's a, that would be the greatest blue raspberry slushy ever. Oh, God. Like, bro. Need that. Um, oh, we got to talk about how the, the way that they characterize that Bruce Wayne is so cool at the start is uh when the guards are going to put him in solitary. They're like, for protection. And Bruce is like, I don't need protection. They're like, it's not for you. And the camera pans back to these guys with their broken limbs writhing in the mud. You're like, wow, Bruce Wayne's cool. I mean, yeah, it's Batman. Batman's so cool. Batman's so cool, he can fight a bunch of dudes in prison. In the mud. In the mud. Batman. In the street prison. (laughs) In the street prison. (laughs) Batman can uh, go to foreign countries and beat up brown people. Oh man, that's so much of this trilogy. <laughs> and it's it's so, so much, much worse because anytime they're like, here's a major villain that's brown in the comics, they're white now. Yeah. Yeah, because Liam Neeson he he says his name is Ducard, but really he's Rachel Ghoul. I think you mean Raz Al Ghoul. <sighs> they should have said Ross and just like like R O S S and meant it. Ross Algal. <laughs> Rasagal. <laughs> Razengan. Um but yeah, I hmm. There's nothing okay about this, it's, like at all. Like Liam Neeson's like, race is he's good. But yes, because he's he does a good job of being what Nolan wants race to be for this movie, right? Yeah. He says his deep stuff. He does the mentor thing. He's 
you know, here's here's what justice is. Here's how criminals need to be punished, blah, blah, blah. But he's yeah. just not what he could be, which I feel like I'll be saying a lot about <laughs> Nolan stuff. Yeah, because um, a lot of it is good, yeah. just not what I'd want it to be. <laughs> right, because sometimes it's like it's good. Sometimes it's really good. But when you take away certain things, or I guess these things have already been taken away, and like as good as it is, a lot of it comes off a bit bland. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so then Bruce goes to be a ninja, and they're like, we're going to teach you to be a ninja. And they're like, we're going to start now. And Bruce is like, bro, I'm so tired. And then Rachel Ghoul is like, what do you you start now and then he beats him up and right. then he passes out and then we cut back to uh then we cut back to the most important thing in Batman movie history which is the Waynes dying yeah for what the third time on screen um 89 forever 89 forever Batman begins so it's the third time we've seen the Waynes get shot but at this time it's a whole extended like we're gonna see the events that led oh because right okay so he gets rescued out of the thingy the well and he's like yeah and he's like why do we why do we fall so we can learn to pick ourselves up he being Thomas and i'm Lane. like yeah um and you're like oh look there's one of the uh quotes that they always used for Batman in, in from these movies. Um, yeah, it's such a it's such a dad thing to say. It is. Um, <laughs> and Thomas Wayne gets to be a character, and he's a good man. Kinda. And Martha gets to be there. Yeah, she she uh, she doesn't get a single line of dialogue. They really. This this is this is the start of uh, Christopher Nolan is has bad women characters, man. Because literally, it's uh. like we're gonna give all this stuff for your dad to do, and then nothing for mom, and then he's just so they they in the rest of the movie. Anytime he's like, my father's legacy, this is my father's yep. house, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Never ever brings up his mom. The only like thing at they all. do with his mom is that Thomas gets her the pearls and shows them to Bruce. And that's like the only thing. Thomas gets shot first. Then Martha gets shot. And Martha dies instantly. And Thomas gets to be like, son. <laughs> He's like, don't be afraid or whatever. Remember who you are. Yeah, Simba. <laughs> um, But other thing about the sequence besides the fact like, oh, yeah, they don't give... Martha the respect she deserves and we get to see the Waynes die for the third time. They change they change the outing they go to from a movie yes. to an opera. Yes. Because the Waynes are uh rich and bougie, I guess. You think Christopher Nolan was like, why would these high class, you know, elites simply be going to the movies? Hey, Christopher Nolan, do you go to the movies? Because guess what you are? <laughs> guess what you uh, incessantly prattle on about? Right. Like, come on. Um, so, okay. 
it's really important to mention this movie is really like Bruce Wayne, baby Bruce Wayne, terrified of bats, hates bats. Bats scare him to no end. And his dad's like, I'm going to take my son to the bat opera. For real. Like, that's a bad thing to do. Well, I got to say to you, I was like, do you think it was like he was trying to trying to encourage Bruce or something like get him out of his head type thing? Yeah. I mean, it could be. There's no indication of that in the movie necessarily, but like, yeah, it could be. Bruce is the only child at that opera. (laughs) Well, yeah, because you don't take kids to an opera. Yeah. And it being an opera is so much worse because why is this fancy opera in Crime Alley in the dingiest area of Gotham? For real. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> For real. Um, but that's, yep, There's the there it goes, the iconic Wayne's dying moment. Pearl oh, then, the what is it? Then um, Gordon is like, you're going to be all right, son. And then he gives him his jacket. And then leaves. And then Commissioner Loeb, the good guy, is like, we got him. And then, did we cut back to to ninja time again? Yeah, because Ducard is like... No. Sorry, I just remembered. Because no, then they have the funeral and then he's at the house with Alfred. And then Rutger Hauer comes up and he's like, yo, what's up? I'm going to run the company since your father died, but we'll be waiting for you when you grow up. And Bruce is like, I don't care. <laughs> like, like there's no reason that this man should have said that to, to Bruce well, yeah, but, at this moment. But he's a, he's a bad rich man who's like, oh, I know what will console this child. I'll keep the money all right for you, okay? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um... I, I, like, I, like we said at the end, I was like, yeah, socialite villain, good socialite villain, ultimately pointless through the movie, though. Like, Yeah, but... He's just kind of there. He's there to help characterize uh, Bale's Bruce Wayne, who I love. Yeah, sure. You're right. You're right that's about that. That's all he functions as. And yeah. that's fine. Poor Rutger Hauer. Should have got a better role yeah. in Batman. Um, Mad Hatter. Hmm... <laughs> I'm just saying things. Mm. That's not okay. Yeah, because that can either be really good or really bad. No, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, I was just throwing it out um, there. I was like, "Who's an old man?" Mad Hatter. Um, but yeah, then Ninja Time. Yeah, because they're they're this is after they fight on the lake. Um, and then Bruce goes into the water. Yeah. And then they have that conversation. He's like, your dad was weak. Yeah. Your dad was a punk. He deserved to die in that street because there was nothing else he could have done besides die. I'm your new dad now. <laughs> Call me dad. Call me Call dad. Me dad, right dad, Al Ghul. dad Al Ghul. Dad Al Ghul. Dad Al Ghul. We've completely um, skipped over Ken Watanabe. Um <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I literally forgot about it completely until right now. Which is fair. Um, he's fake Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, and he's he's speaking gibberish. It's he's not saying any words in any language. He's just blah, 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 blah. Yeah. like. <sighs> How 
do you think he feels about this? I don't. Do you think he cares? I don't know if it was just like I got my check, I got to be in Batman. Yeah, I left. Yeah, but I mean, he's worked with he worked with Nolan again in Inception. Sure. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Um, what was I gonna say? I'm gonna say something. Uh, your dad's weak. No, no, no. I mean, it wasn't with about... that. No, I know. I'm, I'm trying to run you through what you were. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, we have here is you know your uh Asian bad guy. Here he is. Look yeah. at him. Mm. There's there's your bad guy. Is you know, and then it's like, oh, just kidding. He's not that guy. He's this other white guy. Are you making an Iron Man three comparison? Yep. Okay, that's funny because I was talking to my I was talking to my cousin about this the other day. Because um, literally, yeah. it's the same exact thing. Yeah, and one of them pulls it off. But, but does it? <laughs> I'm talking about Iron Man. No, I know, but I'm like, yeah. I mean. Iron Man at least was like, well, he was never this is really the thing. Asian, so there's, you know. Well, no, yeah. Well, the other thing, this is the thing I was talking about with my cousin was like, it's only, it's only easy to watch, it's only easy to watch Iron Man 3 in hindsight. Because yeah. if you watch it and you're like, yo, the Mandarin, like, it's a good twist because it works, but you're mad because they... They pulled the rug out from under you. Is this what people felt like when they watched The Last Jedi? <laughs> I don't know. I know. I just wanted to say it to be funny. Um, it made me laugh, so you succeeded. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's whack. It's, I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, is it an attempt to, like, avoid making... Like it, it's like the attempt to avoid racism. Okay, I I can buy, but that not for, really. I, I guess I don't know. Iron Man three, right? Yeah, it's like here's a white guy who's playing. He's an actor playing a character, and yeah. then it's born of you know the real antagonist being like, I'm the Mandarin actually because this is my idealized version of what you know this person at blah 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 you know like. Yeah, and he's got the the really bad dragon tattoo. Right. Mm. And it's like, you know, there is it's it's okay there because the whole idea of it is here's some white guys throwing this facade together and that's what Shang-Chi nails it on later where he's like yeah. they named me after a chicken dish and they pretended yeah. they were me. And yeah. I keep them in my basement now. You know. Yeah. Like, and it works out there. You can't give that excuse to this because they're like, here's Ken Watanabe. There he is. He's speaking gibberish and pretending to be the Asian bad guy until you find, you know, then they kill him and everything blows up. And you're like, oh no, Rachel Ghoul is dead. Yeah. But Ducard lived. And he's actually Rachel Ghoul. He's actually Rachel Ghoul. But they make it so much yeah. worse later when they just get another bald Asian guy to show up at Bruce's party to be like Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, is I here. don't understand it's that. So oh, bad. but he's he's wait, but funny enough, he's wearing the green cape though. 
and I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but there's more ninja stuff. Which culminates the the cool scene is whenever Bruce is there and he's like, um, he's in his gear and all the other guys are in their gear, and Rache is there in his gear or you know Ducard at this point is in his gear, and he's like, this is how you blend into the shadows. Yeah. Um, And then he slices Bruce's arm. There's a yeah. Well, hold on, because there's a I was I was gonna say there's more ninjing, and then we cut to another flashback of. Because I think this this is important. Because we've got another flashback of Bruce coming home from college, I think. Yeah. Because the trial for Joe Chill is going to be public, which they later learn was like a ploy by Falcone because he was going to leak Falcone secrets or whatever because they were uh, 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 inmates together. Yes. And... Bruce was gonna kill uh Joe Chill, but then uh one of Fal- Falcone's assassin beat him to it. And then Bruce goes to well what is it? What's her name? Uh uh Rachel, Katie Holmes is like he that's so like sad, whatever, and he's like, I was gonna kill him though, and she's like, bruh, and then she slaps him or she whatever. I forget twice. what she says. Which, yeah, she says bruh. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes says Bruce bruh. Wayne Katie Holmes seems like a bruh girl, though. <laughs> like, she definitely a girl who says bruh. I don't think I think Katie that's Holmes what she said in the moment she decided to divorce Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was wondering which one of us was going to bring it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it wasn't going to mm-hmm. be me, but I really thought about <laughs> it. Um, um, yeah, man, like... I, I really don't like the idea that Bruce was 100% going to do a murder and he was spared, you know, having to live with being a murderer by happenstance. Yeah. It's just like, oops, something else happened, so I can't be a murderer. And I don't like yeah. that Rachel is what has to be this moral compass for him where she's the only reason that, like, he's like, oh, murder is bad. Yeah, because... Cause there's that, cause there's that, and then she takes him through the slums basically, and is like, "Yo, this is what people like Falcone are doing to the rest of us. Like, it's creating like thousands of Joe Chills, or, like all the time, or whatever. Right. It could have been anybody, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? And then she takes and him to Falcone, is and fine. Then, like, I, I'm, yeah, you know, it's cool, but yeah, I don't know, I don't like her character. Yeah, no." Um, then what is it? Bruce goes up to Falcone and he's like, you could have just sent me a thank you note or whatever. And he's like, I didn't come to thank you. I came to show you that no one's scared of you. And I'm like, what? No gun. You came here because Rachel dropped you off there. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like what? What do you mean? And then he, and then this, this moment is fine. Cause I like that Falcone establishes like, there's no one you can turn to in I here for city, anyone to be yeah. worried. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. That's good. That's cool. I, I mean, my favorite version of Falcone is like the long Halloween version, right? So yeah. this version is a lot more like sleazy. Yeah. He's like, a which I don't like. 
Yeah, it's a weird But vibe. it works for the movie. But it, yeah, it works here. Um, and I'm fine with that being like the archetype that Bruce Wayne is going or that, you know, Batman is going after in his crusade. That's cool. Yeah. But uh, if you're going to do Falcone, he's got to be this like tough, scary guy. Yes, John Turturro. Because I'm not scared of him uh, in this movie. I'm just like. I'm the... scared of John Turturro. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying it's because you know, John Turturro is playing Falcone in the Batman. I know. Yeah. All right. I'm scared of Tom Wilkinson. <laughs> For different reasons. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then Bruce is like, well, I'm going to... In this moment, he's like, I'm going to disappear and learn how to fight. And j- I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. When he, when he comes back... He's like, I'm 30 now. And I'm like, whoa, that's really late for you to get started, bud. Once again, I think it's fine for this. <laughs> right. For the Nolan thing, it's fine because they were never going yeah. to do Robin anyway. They were never going to do Robin. They, they were never going to do any of the other people. No. Um, <laughs> no, I feel like it, 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 the 30 thing... Um, is for the justification for Nolan to be like, all of this is Nolan trying to justify how this would work. Right? Yeah. But it takes a lot of leaps in logic. It does. Because it- even there's a certain... Because, like, you're like... Because uh, do you really think Christopher Nolan would have been like, yeah, then he gets trained by ninjas? <laughs> I'm just... I get so frustrated by his attempts to, like, here's how this is grounded in reality. Here's how this can work in real life. And the whole plot mm. of this movie is so comic booky, and it's a bunch of ninjas, yeah. and it's so like, you know, this is this is sixties Batman Redux in terms of like the the main plot point, yeah, which is so funny. We're gonna dehydrate the water <laughs> so that way it turns into a gas that'll cause people to go crazy, you know, trip like crazy because they're afraid of the exposure to it. And violence. <laughs> right. Yeah, they'll also kill each other. Um, yeah, but also, uh, what is it? It's funny because, like I said, I, it's like I said with uh, Burton and the sequel, like Double Down, right? Yes. Because, like this, whenever when you when you when you say, "Oh, the Dark Knight trilogy," whatever, and you think of Dark Knight, you're like, "Ah, yes, very grounded, serious." crime drama mm-hmm. and for now until we watch it my feelings are like yeah the dark knight is a serious crime drama with like some very theatrical characters yeah but batman begins is straight up a comic book movie <laughs> it is and the plot is very comic booky and then you told yeah. me that uh goyer was like give scarecrow the mask he has to have it and he had to, yeah, he had to convince Nolan to give Scarecrow the mask. And that's so annoying because it's like, you have ninjas in this movie, man. Yeah. You have this microwave emitter. You're going to be doing the Scarecrow thing. Why would you do him? He was just going to be a guy in a suit. He With was gas? just a guy in a suit, but now he has the mask at least, right? Yeah. Because like, if you're going to have the guy in the bat suit, you can't just have guys in suits that be the people he fights. To a certain degree. At the start, you can. Yeah. But not 
you know, once he's if in If you're going to escalate to that level, yeah. But, I mean, the good news is that he at least understands that and is like, at the end, Gordon's like, you started something here. Yeah. It's, it's about to get crazy. The Joker's yeah. on his way, you know? Yeah. Because um, overall, I feel like Nolan gets certain things about Batman. He definitely gets Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he does. He does for sure. Like, he's just... The stuff that Bruce does when he's at that hotel with his little entourage of ladies and he's talking yeah. to rich people and socializing, then he buys the hotel so was, you know the girls can swim in the pool and he jumps in with them. Yeah. And I'm like, he's playing the role. Yeah, this like is this Christian is the most Bale Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is Batman Bruce Wayne. Playing Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. And it's it's perfect. I love that scene. It is. Um I I love his entrance back into Gotham where he shows up and he talks to the secretary and he's like, uh, you know, name's Bruce Wayne. And she looks up at him and next time we see him, he's like teaching her to do the golf swing and the boardroom yeah. opens up and they're like Bruce? <laughs> like, you're supposed to be dead. Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely gets Bruce Wayne, which which is a good thing. I guess we can segue into just talking about Bruce now and how yeah. much of a character he is in this movie. Yeah. I like, like that he's, he's like the right amount of hands-on with, you know, putting his gear together, but not yes. so much that's not, you know, it isn't unreasonable. Yeah. Because Fox is there and he's like, hey, man here's what I have for you. Here's what you can work with. And Bruce is like, ah, okay. And then, you know, gets his batarangs, does his thing. I love the look yeah, of those batarangs. They look cool. I wish they were bigger, but that's just me. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Because, um, well, in here, they're essentially just little ninja stars. Yeah. But shaped like bats. Um, yeah. And, it, and yeah, once again, it it works for the movie. It works for this, right? One hundred percent. But no, yeah, he 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 breaks down Bruce so we can understand why he works the way that he does, while also making it a little annoying at times. But I I think that's kind of a Nolanism in the sense in the sense of like a lot of the movie is people explaining. <laughs> explaining why people work the way they work. Yeah. And that happens in a, in a lot of Christopher Nolan movies. Um, cause you even have the whole montage of him and Alfred, like setting everything up in like the cave and yeah, like working really on the like stuff. That. And it's like, it's, it's the setup and you know, well this, why would we do this this way? Oh, well this is going to work this way. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's just further justification of why, we need to do the thing. Yeah. And I just love, Michael I don't need Kane you to justify that. Right. But, yeah. but the audience did at this point. Cause the last thing they got was Batman and Robin. Well, no, sure. I, it's definitely that. I just wish that the takeaway from this was Nolan as an auteur. This is how he does it. And not, Oh, this is the way the Batman should be. Right. Um, cause I don't need, I don't need a grounded gritty Batman. I don't need every Batman to have a tank. Um, I don't need it to be like, he's a, is a, cause what is it? And when I was reading the IMDb trivia, uh, it was like a lot of, 
Batman's gadgets are based off real military tech or whatever. And I'm like, so you just made him super cop. Yes. Like, cause he's got, he's got like a, a, a assault vehicle. He's got mm-hmm. his little, uh, bombs and everything. He's got his, he's got his well, ninja stars aren't military tech, but you get the idea. It's like you gave him all things that would make it plausible for someone to do in real life, and I get that as like a style choice. Okay, for... but also he's like, and here's my bat summoning boots. It's not a boot. It's a it's a sonic thing in his in he his boot has placed in his boot. Yeah, um, but it's part of the yeah. boot. It's removable. You know, but that's the thing. You know, they wouldn't have done that unless it was like, hey, we're gonna make a direct homage to Batman Year One. Because they don't ever do anything like that again. A lot of this movie functions as like, hey, yeah, this is Batman. And then we take a, a trip down Nolan Street and it's just all Nolan Batman. Yeah. Like I if just, you were like. It just frustrates me so much that he's like, here's how it works and here's how it's real. But he yeah. he still does all this comic booky stuff in this movie. Yeah. But is like, I don't I don't want to say cowardly because, you know, that's how I view it in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for Nolan, that's not what it is. It's not that he's scared mm-hmm. to make these choices. He's like, I would never do, you know, it's that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the difference. But it's like, he won't even let the bat signal look like the bat signal in the sky. No. It's like, here's that vague spotlight in the clouds. <laughs> like for real. Cause I remember that annoying me when I was a kid. Cause I was like, Oh cool. Cause what is it? When jumping around now, when Batman first shows up and he stressed Falcone to the, to the spotlight, and you're like, oh, it kind of looks like the bat. I know you said you didn't like it, but oh, it kind of looks like the bat signal, whatever, right? No, I was. And like, then th- I, I like that he ties him to it. I like that it's you know, you were the one who was like, I don't like that. I thought it was you that said that. No, because I was like, oh, that's cool, because he's there. And then I'm like, well, why is it really the bat signal though? That like that's what. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But this is, okay, yeah, yeah. But then this is my thing, because at the end of the movie, he gets the bad signal. And the shadow's the same. And it looks exactly the same. exact same shadow, yeah. It's so, I, it's it's the little things that frustrate me the most, because I'm like, you could have just let that go through. But no, honestly, I'm glad the Dark Knight exists, and. Yeah, me too. Well. And I'm well, I don't know how I feel about Dark Knight Rises yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they were like, hey, thank you, Christopher Nolan, for making the first movie in our Batman trilogy or Batman series or whatever. And he was like, no problem. I'll see y'all next time for something else. And then they gave it to someone else so they could continue this feel of like actually embracing the fact that it's a superhero movie and like that it's weird and it's a comic booky and stuff like yeah. that. I feel like it'd still be fine. Right. And I think obviously objectively it's important that the dark Knight exists, right? Oh, of course. Of Absolutely. The, you know, and I hate, I hate to say it this way, but that's what it is. The, the legitimacy that it gave superhero movies. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that whole thing. And it's like, I'm, I'm glad that exists. I hate that the takeaway is for Batman to be good. He has to be this Nolan Batman and the Joker has to be this Nolan Joker and it has to be this particular way. Yeah. 
which is our. I love that we're jumping. I love that we're just jumping into talking about the Dark Knight. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but I mean, because I feel. I like mean, I, I guess might have, I might have enjoyed this movie more while watching it this time because I liked it. Yeah, like, no, it's it's a great it's a great movie. It it's really fun. But there's so many parts of it that I'm just going mm, because I know what it leads to, and I know the yeah. effects that that has on a wide scale. Yeah, because if that wasn't the case, I'd just watch this and be like, "All right, cool," and I'd watch the next one and be like, "Wow, that was really good." But because yeah. I know the results of it, and it's like the same way that for Batman and Robin, I was saying, I don't just hate this movie because it's bad, right? It's bad. Yeah. yeah. But I hate it because, you know, it forced Batman into this wildly opposite direction where the wrong conclusions were drawn and we decided it had to be this. And what we decided it had to be is the Dark Knight, which conversely, I love the movie. Yeah. But I hate the conclusions that we take from it. Yeah, absolutely. Um. But let's let. Yeah, let's table the rest of this kind of talk. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, Christian Bale is great as Bruce Wayne. His Batman He's, voice is so his inconsistent. Yeah, it's really funny though. Because sometimes it's like it's good and kind of you said like the Keaton whisper, and I'm like, yeah, because there's moments where it's like that. Yeah. And then you know, for the rest of it, it's what is now. He the doesn't want. Yeah, common. he doesn't want to go to full <sighs> gravel. Yeah, he doesn't want to go the full gravel yet. So he's talking like this all the time. Oh, I just went into Danny DeVito voice. Um, mm-hmm. But you like get the a, idea. Like a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and sometimes with that cowl, he looks like a Muppet. Oh, mom wanted me to point out that he has a lisp. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. I can't tell if that's a affect of his American accent or if Christian Bale yeah. actually has a lisp. Um. But yeah, his yeah his his Batman voice is is really funny, and then eventually, honestly, I I I can't wait to get to the gravel. <laughs> the gravel will work better. Yeah, right. My favorite thing about so. the gravel, though, is you can see when he's losing his breath. Because <laughs> there are a lot of times he, and then he he did, You can just see him breathing really hard, yeah. and it's really funny to me. Because the, the voice that he uses, he uses it later when he's talking to Rachel as Batman at one point. Yeah. But he first uses it um, in his prototype bat suit when he's behind Gordon with the stapler to his head pretending it's a gun, which I love. Yeah, great, it's funny. Great it's Batman good. move. You know? Yeah. But he's like, you're a good cop. There's not a lot of those. You know, and he's like, he's doing a Batman voice that I think is good. Yeah. And then he starts going, you know, later, once he gets the ears, he's like, Batman. Yeah. And I'm like, no, stop that. You gotta rattle the cages. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't remember where we are in the plot, but like we, he we does just Batman stuff. Around. It doesn't matter. No, I know. He starts doing Batman. I just want to run it down. He starts doing Batman stuff. Um, he's Batman. He arrests he captures he captures Falcone. He's working with Jim we and talk with about Rachel. That scene though at the at the docks with all the shipping containers. We do, yes. Um, as you can tell, that has inspired me across many different projects of mine. Right. I love it because it has this very enclosed feel to it. 
Yes. It feels like it feels like actually watching like from the ground level uh, like a predator map in uh the Arkham games. Yeah, it it's just like this very small space and you know, the criminals are trying to do their thing and Batman screws it up by yes. by getting in there, you know? Yeah. Um let me see. I'm looking through. I don't like his fight. I don't well, like yeah. his fight scenes in here. But I I like when they're like, where are you? And he goes, here. Yeah. Like, hey, that's yeah. Batman. That's good. Yeah. And then he gets there and he goes, I'm Batman. And I'm like, oh, that's Christian Bale. Such a good scene, though. And then he, I love how often they just let him like fly away. They do it so much here, and it's so much fun. Because he just, and then goes, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. Do that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's so much flying and gliding in this movie, and he never does it again in neither movies. Um, Yeah. Because they go through the trouble of being like, here's here's this material, it's it's memory, whatever, and you pop the thing, and it, you know. Put a current yeah, if you send it, a it pulse through rigid, it, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, because he's just what is it? Because my other favorite one, aside from when he sneaks up behind dude, is when dudes walk running through the the containers, and then he just swoops in and grabs him, just and carries him away. It's one of them is just a full on football tackle. Yeah, and then he just whoop. Then he's going up for some reason. Yeah, and it's like man. It's so cool. Yeah. Like, Um, it's not the excellent fight choreography that we will, you know, that we get in Batman versus Superman, that warehouse fight where it's like, yeah. Oh, here is this brutal, here's Batman just like really putting the hurt on people. I read the thing for the thing Nolan wanted to do with the fight scenes, and he doesn't, he didn't do it in any of the other movies, was he could, they called it flash fighting. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I wanted to show how fast he is. That you can never see his strikes. And I'm like, that's not what it looked like, buddy. Um, but it is a great idea. It's a good idea, yeah. But that's just not the way you should go about about it. Because <laughs> um, what is it? There's just like them just scuffling and the camera's Stinky swooping cam, around. But yeah. it keeps cutting into the... Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole anytime, yeah, anytime it's him doing real Batman stuff, and by I mean real Batman stuff, I mean like sneaking up on dudes and whatever. Because I mean anybody can fight. Um, seeing seeing all that is really cool. Because um, then he does he has a chance to do it again in in the what is it like the boiler room at Arkham or whatever. Yeah. And that that's another one's cool because he does another one where he literally just swoops a man away and it's hilarious. Yeah, I love how often he just grabs, he snatches somebody up, just like very yeah, very it it feels very Keaton. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I'm I'm very glad they got that aspect that aspect down. Um. Where, where where were we? Oh yeah, he's doing Batman stuff, and then people are like, "Oh, can we trust Batman?" Whatever, and the police are like, "We don't know who this is, but nobody can take the law into their own hands." And Gordon's like, "Whatever." Um, and that's so funny to me because like 
crime bosses run your city. Yeah. So, like, they already are taking the law into their own and hands. Especially considering the fact that this version of Loeb is obviously not in anyone's pocket. Yes. Like, you would expect him to kind of be for that, I guess, but I don't know. Right, because, like, the help can no longer come from a legitimate source because they're all corrupt. Yeah. And Loeb is like, no, we're going to fix this. And I'm like, you you can't. Your cops are corrupt. Yeah. Um. What next? Then a lot of this is like second act. Um, Let's talk about the Batman, basically. Yeah. Because he doesn't. What is it? He doesn't put on the costume for a while. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. Doesn't he. He interrogates Flass. Because yeah. he starts zipping him up and down the building, and he's cool. And there's that cool line where he's like, I swear to God. He's like, swear to me. And then he drops him again. Um, yeah. This is when it, oh, really when he's doing the weird head shaky thing. Yes, because yeah. just they're trying to show that he has, he has this explosive rage towards this man in this moment. But yeah. the way they do it is he's just like oddly bobbing his head from side to side and being like, Bleh! Yeah. Like, man. You need, yeah, you need it's to stop. funny. So that's why when he goes swear to me watching it now, I laughed really hard because the line is good. Yeah. You know, and the, it's just the delivery is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I love that Batman voice because it's so easy to do. Yeah. Like, and I love it because anytime I want to make fun of Batman, I can hop into it real quick. Oh, yeah, because it works for it works both ways. <laughs> but. Overall, I just, I don't like this, because I'm like, I'm just Oscar the Grouch right now. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I don't feel like Batman. I feel like I'm making fun of Batman. You're, you're Muppet Batman. I'm Muppet Batman. Yeah. Matman. Matman. Woo. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, and then from there, I guess he goes. He goes to the Narrows, and then this is when Crane and like a couple of other others, uh, cronies are there. I like okay. And I want to talk about um Nolan's Gotham. Yeah, Batman Begins. Nolan Gotham. Right. Yes. Because <laughs> it's the they have the train system here, and it's really cool. Yeah. And so it's the one thing that lends to Gotham this like okay, it's not just a regular city. And it's yeah. just the train system. And then the wide shots of the Narrows are cool. Where it's like this ramshackle cluster of buildings piled on top of one another. And like this weird structuring. But like, yeah. man, I miss, you know, Burton's statues everywhere and all that stuff. Yeah. You could have statues yeah. here and have them be like more practical. But it's just a normal, regular city. Normal city, yeah. And then you have the Narrows. <laughs> and then all the good things that I want to say about the Narrows, I can't because Arkham is just in there. And yeah, it. man. It doesn't make sense. Because I'm, you know, I'm watching this, and I haven't put together that Arkham is in the Narrows so far. But then the SWAT team puts the C4 on the wall and blows it up, and the bad guys just stream out directly into the <laughs> Narrows. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Yeah, man. Because no. I can get if it was a, just a mental hospital. Right. But they're specifically like, no, we're keeping the super crazy criminals. Here's like, they send Zaz there. prison 
which is just in the city and part of the slums. Yeah. That's not okay. Not like it's county jail or something. Right. It, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I really like Scarecrow mm. in this movie. Yeah. He's... I was going to say he's cool, and then they, like, wimp him out, but that's mm-hmm. literally what they do to Scarecrow in every single thing ever, so never right. mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because he like, literally he gets tased in the face and then just rides away screaming. The most genuinely Batman feeling things in this movie, um, outside of like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne, yeah, and you know a few moments like that interrogation scene and, mm-hmm. um, you know when he's here that thing like besides yeah. all that, it's really whenever he's dealing with Scarecrow. Yeah. Cause like all of that feels very truly Batman, especially he functions when he's like a regular a Batman of medicine and like gets all that, you know, the scarecrow Hits toxins with the in thing, his face. Yeah. And, and he cur- it turns in. into the cool bat demon. Yeah. And he's like, it's really scary looking. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. I like this. Yeah. And then we never um, do it. So cool ever again. I mean, scarecrow pops up. Across the next two movies. No, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, the the Batman dynamic is never as close to comic books as it is with this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, what is it? So he does that to him because I'm just jumping around. So, um. Oh yeah, there's the part where to jump back. <laughs> sorry, to jump back when he sees. Uh, crane in the narrows and then he gets gassed the first time and then Scarecrow lights him on fire Um, and he has to call Alfred to pick him up Yeah, that part's cool it is he got too drunk at a high school party and had to call his dad to pick him up yeah yeah and Michael Caine is... we haven't talked about Michael Caine at all I tried a couple times but like you were just into stuff so I was like I'm, I'm sorry it's fine. I'm sorry it's okay. Michael Caine's great he's I love him in this movie I yeah. just love Alfred, and he just—he's Alfred here, and he's doing great. Yeah. You still haven't given up on me. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine's voice is so much fun. It is. The point of all these um, bloody push-ups. No, of all his push-ups, if you can't even lift a bloody log. And I like that Bruce has time to shoot him that look <laughs> before he pushes it up. He's like, "What did you do this out of me?" It's that's Alfred. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, and then when he has the, but yeah, then he when he has to um, Rachel take Rachel in the car. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That... The movie just starts moving like a mile a minute it after does. after um he gasses Crane. Because then even, what is it? He has to get out of there that, because we get that the crazy chase scene and like it sort of starts to move from there, you know. But that's no, but that's after he gasses Crane because that's when he's he's. Trying to get Rachel back to the Batcave. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, good Batmobile chase. Great Batmobile. It's a really chase. good. Great Batmobile chase. I don't like the tumbler. Now, to be clear, you don't like the tumbler, or you don't like it as the Batmobile. Correct. So, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the tumbler. Oh yeah, like as as a Batman vehicle, it's dope. Yeah. As the Batmobile that he uses, it's not good. Yeah. 
it makes sense for stuff like No Man's Land. It makes sense, and yeah. that, like that's how they use it at the in the third act. Yeah, so it's like the city's going crazy. You need a bat tank right now. Like, yeah, do that. Yeah, right. It makes sense for like Cataclysm, where the there's a whole earthquake that's wrecked Gotham. You know, stuff like yeah. that. It's yeah. like there's emergency where this vehicle. vehicle makes sense. Yeah. But at, at the start, I like it at the start because he's like, I'm running over cop cars. I'm blowing up the police. It's yeah, so much Yeah, dude, fun. he totally, like, should have killed a couple cops there. Yeah, Alfred's like, you could have killed someone. He's like, I didn't have time to follow the rules of the road. And I'm like, he's so funny about the no-kill rule in this movie. Yeah. He's hilarious yeah. about the no-kill rule. I think it's because Nolan doesn't care. <laughs> No, but it's it's just so funny the way that it is where he's like, take this sword, behead that murderer. And Bruce is like, I can't do that. So I'll blow up this building full of people and kill yeah. the standing Rachel Ghoul instead. Yeah. It's, it's, I miss yeah, Keith it's ridiculous. who just did not care. <laughs> yeah, man. He should have just, he should have just gone for it. Because it's so funny because he has to care at this point because in comics it's super established that like Batman doesn't kill. So no one's like Batman doesn't kill unless dot, dot, dot. And like does his own thing in that space of ellipses, which is really funny. He says, I won't kill you, (laughs) but I don't have to kill you. Nope. Try again. (laughs) (laughs) Me try again. Yes. Or him. Oh, no, 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 I, but I, no, I, I know the line is, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you, but I'm saying it essentially means I won't kill you, but I don't have to kill you. You know oh, what I okay. mean? That's All what, right. that's what, that's what his code is. Yes, you're right. Except for when he kills Harvey Dent. Um, right. <laughs> <can't wait. laughs> I'm really excited to see that movie. Oh, man. Um. But yeah, uh, he totally should kill people, but it's a cool chase scene, so it's fine. Um. I just love that <laughs> the first set of, co- like, there's that one cop car, and he runs it over for no reason. He doesn't have to. Yeah. He just monster trucks right over it, and I'm like, man, Bruce Wayne is one of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but... Yeah, so that scene's cool, and then he gets back, and he's like, yo, take Rachel home, and then he's getting ready for his birthday party, and just so casually just walks into it, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Very Bruce Wayne. Um, well, no, to be honest, it would be super Bruce Wayne if he pretended like he didn't know that they were having a party at his house. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and then... To business talks and he's talking to Fox and he's oh he 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 asked Fox to make an antidote for the fear toxin and then he gives Rachel one and also he gives her another one to give to Gordon I think or whatever um yeah they can't make a whole toxin or whatever I forget and Fox is like I got fired because I was asking too many questions because uh we got a microwave emitter stolen yeah, because they Fox got a microwave the emitter. Puts together what the plot of the movie is, which I think is fun. Yeah, Lucius Fox is so awesome in this movie. He is. He is. He's like spelunking. 
now you need this to go skydiving, right? Base jumping, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He's so Wouldn't see that in Tim Burton's Gotham. <laughs> well, he gets made, like, he, he takes, you know, Earl's job at the end of the movie. Yeah. Couldn't happen in Tim Burton's Couldn't Gotham. happen in Tim Burton's Gotham. Just, mm. He could get fired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could get fired just if, like Billy if, D. Williams right. was. Um, I was going to say, like, even if he was lucky enough to be allowed to be around. Yeah. Um. Then, and then, what is The lady's like, Bruce, you got to meet this guy. Am I saying it right? Raz Al Ghul, and then it's another uh, bald Asian man who he also has the mustache for some reason. Mm-hmm. That that's the part that made it the most egregious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Liam Neeson's like, but what if Rachel Ghul is an ideal? What if he can't truly be killed or whatever? And I'm like, okay. You really didn't want to do the Lazarus Pit, huh? You didn't didn't want to do the Lazarus Pit, did you, Christopher Nolan? Yeah, because Bruce is like, you're not Ra's al Ghul. And then Liam Neeson's yeah. there. And Bruce is suddenly like, I knew the whole time. And I'm like, shut up, Bruce. You didn't know. You didn't know. That's why you saved him. Right. <laughs> That's why you went. Cause literally, um, but Justin, he won't kill him. He won't kill him. But he doesn't have to save him. him. That's not Um, correct, Bruce Wayne. (laughs) That's not not true. Not at all. Um, What? Then he's like, yeah, he's like, we're League of Shadows is dedicated to toppling civilizations as they just, you know, reach their peak or whatever to keep them humble and stable or whatever. And he's like, so we're going to do it to Gotham. And then, like I said, you and I were like, well, I don't I don't know why he's trying to do that to Gotham. Because it seems like is Gotham, not, is Gotham is not, not at its peak at all. Gotham but then he's like, bad American city. Yeah. But then he was like, well, we tried to do it with your economics. But then there was one person who stood in our way. But luckily, due to our economics, we had... We had that man become a victim of the very city he tried to save or whatever. And being like, yeah, it was me, Ra's al Ghul. I killed your father very, very, very uh, indirectly, um, which I don't like. Well, what I what I really don't like is that he's like, Gotham has been a piece on our board for a long time that I've been trying to do stuff with. And you just so happen to come and train. You know, like, I'm like, come on, man. I don't it's like very, it. It's very chosen one Yeah. I don't like that Raish has had his eye on Gotham and the League of Shadows was doing stuff with it yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Also, it his just... ninjas are a bunch of uh, snake eyes knockoffs. Yeah. They look really corny. <laughs> I told you. It's the Foot Clan again. <laughs> um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah. Um... And then they fight, and then they, they light the house on fire or whatever, and they're like, oh, he can't leave, whatever. And he's got a couple of the League of Shadows dudes watching. But then Alfred clubs the guy with, with the golf yeah, club. Yeah, clubs the guy with the golf club. And he's like, I sure hope you aren't a member of the fire brigade. And then goes inside <laughs> and then says the push-up line. And then they get out of there just barely escaping the explosion. 
And when you take the mask off of the League of Shadows guy, it's Andrew Ryan. It's Joel Miller. It's Noel Miller. <laughs> it's Noel Miller. Noel Miller. Um, then yeah, they get down to the Batcave. It's the they get down to the Batcave, and he's like, "I gotta suit up now," and he suits up, and he gets out of there, or whatever. And then everybody's moving into Arkham, and then they blow up Arkham the, to let all the people out, or whatever. And Zaz gets out. I want to point out Zaz is in this movie again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third act. <laughs> the third act, which is really just the the Narrows is going crazy. the The only other cool thing about Nolan's Gotham is that he acknowledges how compartmentalized it is. Yes, because they're able to like section off the Narrows by lifting the bridges. Yeah, which I'm like, yeah, that's that's Gotham because the big thing in No Man's Land is like whenever the American government decides Gotham is no longer worth it they just bomb Mm -hmm. the bridges yeah and they like completely cut Gotham off from the the main section of the United States of America yeah and they make it its own thing and they're just like don't try to get over we'll shoot you yeah it's hilarious I love No Man's Land it's great um third act Gordon is over there and then uh, Katie Holmes is over there and she runs in. She gives Gordon a thing to inoculate himself for yeah. if he if he gets gassed. And then she has to protect uh, Joffrey because Joffrey's there. And then there's a little they start... boy who is played by the <laughs> actor who played Joffrey in Game of Thrones. Yeah, Joffrey. Um, I'm clarifying for our audience. This is Joffrey. Yeah. I don't think I only think like three of our audience would even know who Joffrey is. And like one of them is my mom. <laughs> so um what is it? Then the they turn on the microwave emitter or whatever cuz they hit the train or something and then Batman shows up and he's like I'm going to get your ration and Rache is like nah and then he fights his snake eyes and then he lets Gordon drive the Batmobile, which is so. And much that's fun. cool. It's so much fun. Yeah, I love Scarecrow riding around on a horse. Yeah, that's good. He's it's just good. You know, trying to sow terror in the streets. Just really excited about yeah. you know, oh but, having caused yeah. it. Yeah, Batman saves Katie Holmes and Joffrey. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Yo, hold on, real quick. We need to throw in this really." 2000s hero romance thing of like who are you and he's like remember that thing you said to me the other day that and she's like bruce and then he jumps off and i'm like she's she's holding this little boy still yeah so she has to kill joffrey now (laughs) um (laughs) um it's not like the little boy knows who she is anyway well, it's um, not that he knows who she is, but, like, she looks at Batman and says, Bruce? And this little boy who lives in Gotham and is already That's a lot of Bruce's. No. No, don't do that. <laughs> There's a lot of Bruce's in the world. You know, there's a lot of Peters in the world. That's It's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you stop that right now. 
Uh, what Clark? I would say, <laughs> Martha. What I will say uh... as a point uh, towards uh, Nolan's characterization of Batman in this movie, the the myth of Batman spreads through Gotham in a really good way. Yeah. Because whenever Scarecrow and his guys are around, they're like, what if it's the Batman? I heard he could fly. They're like, Crane, can he really fly? I heard he could disappear. And I'm yeah. like, this is good. Yeah. This is Batman. This is great. I love this. But like I said, all the Scarecrow stuff feels very close to the comic. Yes. Yes. Um... So then Batman does a Batman and then hooks on to the monorail. Or not the monorail, but the, you know. The cool train, and his dad, and the, Lucius Fox. Is it a monorail? Man. I guess. I think it's a monorail. Yeah. Hooks on to the monorail. And then he's swinging from it and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's Batman right there. Mm-hmm. Um, He gets on there and he's fighting Ra's al Ghul. And essentially the plan was to flood the water or pollute the water of Gotham with the fear toxin so then they could drive the monorail around Gotham and evaporate all of it so that way it would turn into the fear gas and honestly that's a very good comic book villain plot yeah <laughs> it's really good I don't think that's what Rachel Ghoul would do no but sure um and then he gets up there and he and Commissioner Gordon is dr- not well Detective Jim Gordon is driving through Gotham and he's like, Oh, sorry. Um, cause he's hitting people's cars and whatnot. And then he takes down the monorail and the whole thing collapses. And I was like, Oh wow. You know what? This is actually there's a lot of property damage going on right now. I love it. Cause Jim Gordon is technically the one that beats <laughs> Ray al Ghul. Yeah. He's the one that kills him. Right. He's like, I don't, I don't have to save you, but I can let Jim Gordon kill you. <laughs> Bruce Wayne lets two people in Gotham City kill, and it's oh, Jim man. Gordon and Alfred. The Joker. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, then he beats Rachel Ghoul and... Sound like you said Rachel Ghoul. Rachel Ghoul. That's... <laughs> Rachel is Plot twist. I love that Rachel's mom is in that opening scene when she's a little kid, and then Rachel's mom is non-existent. Because she's like a maid in the house, right? Like, that's why... I don't know. I don't know. Is she? Well, because she had... Well, because it looked like she had on, like, an apron kind of thing Oh, going on. Oh, I don't know. So I assumed that... I assumed that maybe her mom was one of the the maids or housekeepers, and that's why... Oh they were gosh. friends because you know how that goes. Rachel's sometimes. dad. <laughs> Man. <laughs> anyway, bring back Julia Pennyworth. Um. Yeah. Don't you mean Barbara? <laughs> shut up. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so he beats him, and then um. They win, and then they're back at burnt down. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. They're back at burnt down Wayne Manor. Yeah. And Rachel's like, yeah, so you're Batman. And, you know, that's cool and all. And then they kiss. And then. Then she gets married to Harvey Dent. That's, 
then she's like, yeah, I can't be with you because you're Batman or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, uh, mm, who knows? Okay. And then Alfred's like, yo, I was thinking, you know, he's, he's like, how do you, how do you want to, how do you want to rebuild the mansion? And he's like, oh, you know, I want to make everything the same. And he's like, oh, everything the same. He's like, yeah, why? You have some ideas? He's like, I was thinking we could expand some stuff in the foundation in the south, the southwest, southwest or southeast, I don't know, southwest corner. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they leave and they cut to later because then the uh, crappy bat signal is in the sky. Mm-hmm. And then Gordon's there and he's like, yo, what's up? He's and and Batman's like nice talking about the the bat signal and you're like he wouldn't say nice and I thought that was funny. Um, But it's really funny. It is funny. Um, And then he's like, yeah, so like you started a revolution, baby. Yeah. The party man is coming to town. (laughs) And he's like, well, I'll get him. And then Gordon's like, you know, I never said thank you. And he's like. And you'll never have to. And, and then jumps. And then he glides yeah. and then the thing happens. And, you know, the credits hit. And I'm like, oh, that's good. That's a good one. All line. the Batman disappearances that he does while someone's talking to him are also very good. Yes. Have to drop that in. Very, very, yes. Glad he does that. Yeah. There's a lot of things um, to like about this movie. Yeah, there Great is. Great time. There is. For real, if it was like, hey, this is the Batman movie that came out in 2005 when they were trying to start it. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, you know, some things that I don't like. Same similar thing with like 89. It's like there are some things that are like, eh, I don't know if I'm a fan of that, but it's still a good movie. Right. It's just this painted, this painted the picture <laughs> for like the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's a good music, good movie. The music is great. Music is phenomenal um it is it's really hype yeah um i think i think rachel's character is 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 whack yeah me too because <laughs> she it could just be like oh um it could just be like, oh, here's his DA friend, you know, like, because I like similarly with like how it is in like Long Halloween or whatever. It's like, but here's Batman on like the crazy vigilante front. There's Gordon on like the cop front. And then Harvey is like the lawyer and they're all working in tandem tandem or whatever. Right. And that's like the trio they kind of set up because it's like Batman, Gordon and uh, Rachel. Right. Yeah. But then, I guess just because they used to know each other, they're like, ah, uh, yes, this is Bat- This is the love of Batman's life. Yeah, and she... I Rachel like she does. Doesn't... And they, they don't even interact that much. Right. They don't interact that much. And also, sometimes Rachel really sucks because she's like, I don't like that criminals get to get help. I think I want to put them behind bars. And I'm like, Rachel... We can't keep these guys off the streets, you know, truly in a meaningful way if we can't reform them. She's like, I became a lawyer to put people in prison 
so they could yeah. rot. And I'm like, yeah. Now to be clear, she is. She does have a, an issue with Jonathan Crane, who is very clearly dirty. Right. He's and a then scumbag. with Carmine Falcone, and who's like, yeah. She is yeah. talking about Falcone so I get in the scene. But also, she, like, makes it that, like, this is my main attitude is, like, put him in prison. Don't let him get help in a general sense. Yeah. I don't want him to get shot in the streets. I just want him in prison where I don't have to look at them anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. My... That's bad, but my, my issue is the thing of, like... Bruce and Rachel are very clearly platonic friends. Yeah. And then they kiss at the end for no reason. Because she's only seen him since he's been back like twice. Yeah, and once he's with two other women. Yeah. And then the other time she's like, here's your birthday gift. It's an arrow. And then she learns his ba- she learns he's Batman. Uh-huh. And then kisses him. And then is like, but I'm not going to be with you, though. Like, What? That doesn't make any sense, and I don't know why they decided to 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 write that that way. I don't know. Cause then, cause then that leads into the the one of the other core dramas of uh uh Dark Knight, which is like Bruce being like, "Man, I want to quit being bat. I I I kind of want to quit being Batman so that way I can get married." <laughs> and I'm like, "To your friend." <laughs> Who you've only seen like and like it feels like the only real connective tissue you have right now is that she knows you're Batman. Like, right. come on, dude. That you haven't it's, it's, been interacting with. Yeah, it's it's uh, and I mean they interact more in Dark Knight, right. yeah, but like do. still, it's it's ridiculous. I like I definitely think her character is better in Dark Knight, aside from the fact that she she dies. Mm-hmm. Like she serves she doesn't serve completely as a character but more as a plot device but she definitely had but maggie gyllenhaal definitely has more to do than katie holmes she gets fridged yeah yeah um but yeah and then my other thing is um because i didn't bring it up earlier white savior bruce wayne oh my gosh white savior the waynes white savior the waynes y'all great great grandfather was involved in Underground Railroad. That's nice. But also... What? <laughs> Who? We, what, what, what Wayne are we talking about? We talking about Alan Wayne, the casino owner? <laughs> like... Are we talking about Thomas's canonically abusive father? Like... Well, we're definitely not talking about him. But... No, yeah, man. But, you know, like, you get my point. Like... Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like that wouldn't have been the case for for um the Waynes. Also, where is, is like, Gotham it... for it to be Yeah. <laughs> it's an island. Why is this a stop on the Underground Railroad? Well is well where is Wayne Manor? Is it on the mainland or is it on the island? It's on the I I well I don't know about in the Nolan movies but as I understand it like in in terms of Gotham being this isolated city like section Mhm. It's an island and Wayne Manor is there. 
That's my understanding. I could be wrong. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I, I don't I don't have any I don't have any hard facts on that, but you know. Um but yeah, that's <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's that's Batman Begins, on my end at least. Yeah, we were we were like at the end you were like, is there a is there a crazy song that's gonna play in the credits? <laughs> And now, for some reason, the only thing in my head is in heroes. I'm sad that I I kind of like. Was that Nickelback or is that Creed? I forget. That's Nickelback, as far as I remember. okay, because they 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 overlap in my head because I've heard a bunch of Creed because my dad liked Creed. Well, yeah, his dad music. And so and so sometimes I'm like, man, Creed. I, I saw a TikTok the other day that was like. Someone pulls up alongside me on the street, blasting Creed, and then they cover their face and start singing the words. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I like, that yeah, one. that's me. I'm like, that's me. Um, yeah. It doesn't have a song, but I wish it did. <laughs> no, it's just the score, and it's great. But it would have been yeah. really funny if it ended with some just some wild one. early 2000 song. Yeah. Um. Where do you rank that? Where do you rank this movie for now? Because I was question. thinking about it. Because I decided to, I decided to organize my letterbox list for Batman movies. He's got a letterbox. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, oh, I know. I'm <laughs> no, I know. I'm I know. Jerk, you know. Um, and I think what did I put it at? I think I put it at number two. Okay. Because I, I went ahead and organized everything based off the way I remember it personally and the way we've gone through it for now. Oh, no, I put it in number one. Why did I put it in number one? It feels like number two. Honestly, I feel like this and 89 are kind of like neck and neck. I, I can agree with that. I feel yeah. like for me, it's 89, begins, 66, returns, forever, and Robin. Okay. Okay. I don't want to disclose. I don't want to disclose the rest of the list because I have the rest of the list. But because uh, the way the way I put it on this list was ranked by what I feel personally captures Batman the best. Okay. And so I put begins Batman eighty nine, Batman sixty six, forever returns and then there are three movies that i'm skipping and then batman and robin Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i'm really glad that we're done with batman and robin me too but there is but it'll haunt you forever right there is a sort of weight on my soul knowing that i've had to endure that movie you know yeah yeah I didn't expect it to like to to affect me. I thought I was really just get, no, because I thought I'd be like, "Hey, man, you know, a bad Batman movie, whatever. That's not yeah. abnormal. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. No, because I feel like one, we're gonna come away from Dark Knight Rises being like, yeah, no, but it's not as bad as Batman and Robin. Right. I feel like we'll yeah. we'll come away from it and like, here's the things we liked. It's not great. It is what it is. Yeah. 
You're thinking the darkness is your ally. Oh. I think he's wondering why you would shoot the man before throwing him out of the plane. Oh, that's going to sound awful. I know. That's going to sound it's gonna be terrible. Really <laughs> um, but yeah, Batman Begin. Batman Begin. Christian Bale, best Bruce Wayne so far. Most comic um, accurate Bruce Wayne. Yes. Michael Keaton, best Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Because he murders people in cold blood. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the only reason. It's not the only this reason. Gets, this gets really iffy in terms of how we're ranking it because it depends on what it is. <laughs> if we're going comics accurate, then all of them suck. No, if we're going comics accurate, then Adam West is the most accurate. That's really funny because it's not wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah. I mean, I guess Keaton captures those early Batman comics where he was like gunning people down with a Gatling gun. Sure, yeah, but you know who else? Okay, but now okay. we're yeah, but now that that gets in that territory of people trying to justify Ben Affleck killing people. Yeah, and in I real love life. it because it it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's not a big deal because every Batman's done. Yeah. That's why we have to watch. It'd be really funny if Matt Reeves' Batman opens with Batman just murdering somebody. Snapping someone's neck. Drops a guy off a building and lets him fall. Superman is a coward. (laughs) (laughs) That's the opening line. Yeah. Robert Pattinson sitting in a chair. Not as Bruce Wayne, just himself. There's... I've seen like set details and there's references to like Superman existing. That's cool. But given Reeves being like, I want to keep this its own thing. I mean, I, I doubt that's going to be anything than anything more than an Easter egg. I'm okay with that. It would be I don't nice. know. I got I got I got mixed feelings about that. Well, I mean, in terms of the wider rumor of like the DCEU is getting rid of Batman and Superman, it would be nice to still have them represented, even if it's not in the DCEU. So, like, I'm glad we have Batman. And if we did a Superman that happened to exist in this world, but they didn't really go out of their way to cross them over, I'd be okay with that. I'm not, but I'll save that for when we talk about the dceu i just want more superman movies man we'll get there <laughs> okay um i have this week's dc character spotlight for us you do and i'm talking about the birds of prey baby the birds of prey um, they got a song in Batman Brave and the Bold. Do, no one does it better than the Birds of no Prey. No one does it better than the Birds of Prey. I said that because I could not remember how it went. It's okay. I got you. You've Thank seen you. Batman Brave and the Bold so much more than me, and yet. Seen the whole thing twice. Right. It's one of the greatest cartoons ever made. Anyway. Yeah. The, the Birds, Birds of, of Prey. Prey. So. Let me see. I have read many Birds of Prey comics. Yeah. Um, I've read Chuck Dixon's work on it at the start when it was just Barbara and Dinah. Mm-hmm. And then later, uh, the best 
birds of prey stories ever told happen where gail simone gets a hold of the book with oh no the artist's name is ad benis yes okay cool thank you ad benis um and the two of them just man they nail it so hard character defining work character defining work gail simone gets the dc universe and dc characters so much I'd go far enough to say Gail Simone gets comic books. No, for sure. But like <laughs> I have I just happen to have read more of her DC work. Yes. Um but Gail totally understands what makes comic books tick. Mm-hmm. Um I guess we'll start with um Barbara because she's Yeah Girl the Birds of Prey exists. They they can't happen without her, even if they did in the movie. Um and in Whatever else they do. Did yeah, they do like they've done it before, but like... New 52 or whatever. Well, but she's in there as Batgirl. Yeah, but I'm talking about Oracle. Well, yeah. Um, Yeah, Barbara Gordon. Uh, Let me see. Jim Gordon's daughter. She was uh, introduced and she's like... She was introduced as an adult in comic books, which is interesting to me. Because, mm-hmm. like, in hindsight, I think about it in the canon sense of Batgirl was younger and Dick Grayson was Robin and they met and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, like, in comic continuity, they didn't start dating until Dick was Nightwing. Yeah. And they didn't get together until then. But, yeah, Barbara was introduced as Batgirl and she's, like, a librarian is her day job and she's a genius. She has a photographic memory or something right she like remembers everything she's so knowledgeable she knows she knows everything it's insane like random bits of trivia and all kinds of stuff just like it's she has an eidetic memory right yeah yeah i said photographic because i couldn't remember the word but you know um but yeah and just the way that she's characterized in Gelsman's Birds of Cray, Birds of Prey, <laughs> Birds of Cray, um, is so great because she describes herself at one point to Dinah. She says, "I'm so intelligent, I sometimes forget to be smart." <laughs> and like, I I love that line. I love that idea, especially yeah. that she's saying it about herself. Yeah, you know, um, but. Babs as a character is she just she does what needs to be done and it it's whatever she believes is right she's willing to do it and she's willing to compromise the ends justify the means um she's very logical right um and she's willing to kill which I feel like is important to note Mm -hmm. because you know she's she's a member of the Bat family and she's like pivotal to to Batman's whole stuff later, because as Oracle, she's pivotal to the superhero community as Oracle, because mm-hmm. she provides intelligence to everyone. Yes, she makes stuff happen all across the globe, from the clock tower in Gotham City, just her and her computers. Amen. Like, mm. yes, Lord. <laughs> I just Barbara's Batgirl is great. I enjoy it, but at some point, when do we need 
another vigilante running around, you know, the streets of Gotham doing their thing along with the billion other Bat Family characters. Whenever Barbara can transcend being just a Bat Family character and being like this pivotal source of information and intel to the whole DC superhero community. Mm -hmm. It's really annoying. It's really annoying when they have Babs, Cass, and Steph all be like active field agents at the same time. Uh, it's because this, this is my sorry. This is my thing with because I've seen a lot of like older uh, established comic book people be like, I don't like the Bat Family. I don't like how big it is, and I'm like, I get that because there's way too many of them, but all of them are still valid and should appear, just not all at the same time. And it depends what roles they're filling. And oftentimes, a bunch of them aren't in Gotham at the same time. Yeah. Because Jason gets to be off doing his thing. Dick gets to be in Bloodhaven. If Barbara's Oracle, she's in Gotham, but she's not necessarily doing Gotham stuff all the time. Yeah. Right? Because she's providing info in that comic, you know, to the JSA. She gives them Mm -hmm. the league. She, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the arcs is that, there's something wrong with her computers and her Intel. Like she has a, a hacker that she's dealing with. It's Brainiac, right? No. Am I thinking of something else? You are that, that happens after. Okay. This is, um, there's a Senator. And anyway, I'll, I'll get to that later, but you know, my point okay. is Barbara is, you know, this source of information and this source of like, she, she provides something for everybody and they really mm-hmm. do a good job of showing that mm-hmm. um because whenever her information is wrong it affects a whole bunch of different characters and they show the characters that it affects yes um and one of them is Cass, who finds uh, a thing that was supposed to have drugs or something in it and she opens it up and she's like there's like wonder woman dolls in here <laughs> and barbara's like oh no yeah, and Cass I remember is like, that. Well, if it makes you feel better, I think they're fake. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is really funny. Um, But yeah, that's that's Barbara Gordon. She is the brains of the team. She's the reason it exists. But she needs a field agent, right? Yeah. Um, And Barbara does stuff out in the field in these comics. Um, But usually that's not what she's trying to do because she understands that the most important thing that she can do is be using her brain and using her computer in the clock tower. Yeah. Um, so then she has Dinah come in. My and Dinah, girl. Yes. Dinah Lance, who I love so much. She is the heart of the birds of prey. Yes. And she is the conscience of the birds of prey. Yeah. Because Barbara is a little bit too logical. And then later we get to Huntress who is like, She's all spirit girl. and fire, and I love her, but, you know, she's way more violent. And Dinah's just there to be like, here's how we can be a superhero team, you know? Yeah. Like, keep everyone in check, make sure everything's okay. Yeah. Um, she used to be the chairman of the Justice League. She She used to be the chairman of the Justice League. And then she's not doing that anymore, but she's active on the JSA, and she's active... Uh, on the Birds of Prey in Gail Simone's run, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and she's there. And, like, 
if Barbara goes too far, Dinah puts her in check. If Barbara is not making decisions that maybe benefit people as much as they should, Dinah's Mm going to go against what Barbara says and do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like she has this very solid moral compass. Yes. Um, and just like, I love that in that first arc where they deal with Savant, um, they don't ignore the sort of misogynistic writing that has been done to Dinah in the past. Mm-hmm. They acknowledge those things and then they let it be this source of strength for the character going forward. Yes. And like they, they turn these things around and make them so much more interesting. Because in yeah. Longbow Hunter, she's just there and she gets, you know, kidnapped and assaulted and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, you know, she gets kidnapped again here and uh, the Huntress helps her break out. But, like, they break out together and then later she wants revenge and she beats up Savant just because yeah. she wants to. And well-deserved. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but but Barbara was in the process of like reforming Savant. Yeah, and doing I remember. Her thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they add Huntress to the team. You know, slowly. My girl. Yeah, I love her. I wanna I wanna say real quick because yeah. I you know me and a couple of our friends know me. I love Black Canary. I love Hunter. I love the Birds of Prey, of course. Yeah. And I talk about Black Canary a lot. And I love Black. I love, I love Dinah. Sometimes I wish I could be Dinah, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I also wish I could be Huntress. But I also wish I could be with Huntress, the one that has my whole heart. No, no other fictional woman has a grasp on me like Helena Bertinelli. Uh, yeah, she is <laughs> just like she's so human. Yes. And her writing is so, like, she's just a person. Yeah. Who happens to be a superhero. She's a person who happens to be a vigilante. Yeah. Because she's not a superhero. Yeah, no, she's not a superhero. And she's trying to do the superhero thing, but every time she's tried, you know, she's had human failings. Yeah. And maybe taken things a little too far, and the Justice League's like, you can't stay. And, you know. Because they're cowards. Batman's like, you can't hang out in my city anymore. Yeah. And Nightwing's like, you kill people, so we can't have our little flings anymore. You yeah. know, and like all those things happen to her. And the the birds of prey is such a good place for her because Helena says at one point, she says to Dinah, like, you look at me like you believe in me. And nobody else did that. Yeah. And like I don't know. The dynamic between these three women is so good and they balance each other out and there's so much tension that can be had. And like the stories you can tell with them are so amazing. And what I love about what Gail does with this book is the first villain that you get is this guy who thinks he's the smartest person in the room because he usually is. Yeah. Right. But like, that's what he thinks. Um, and the first person that the birds take out is like the CEO of a company. Yeah. Um, and he happens to be working for Savant. Right. Mm-hmm. And then later the next bad guy is um, Senator Pullman. Mm-hmm. And he's like this corrupt senator. And it turns out 
that his dad was like a serial killer and there's all kinds of cool stuff going on. Yeah. Um and his son was the genius hacker who like was messing with Barbara's system, but he mm-hmm. also uh what was it? He's like a special needs kid and he's brilliant, but he just wants to play video games and his dad mm-hmm. was like you got to do this hacking stuff. Yeah. Like, okay. And then I'll get back to my video games. Like he didn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um but like and the next bad guy after that, Brainiac is there, but the next bad guy is like a cult leader. Yes, the thing I referenced in my Vixen spotlight. Yeah, because Vixen shows up. Um all that stuff and like Gail Simone just gets who the bad guys are. Yeah. Like corrupt politicians, CEOs, cult leaders, you know, like these she she knows who the bad guys are and it doesn't not every superhero thing has to be and now we're fighting the fireball guy who shoots fireballs out of his hands. Yeah. And now we're fighting a big alien in the sky. Like yeah. you can tell all these amazing stories. You can do that too. Cause they do have like Dinah beating up little aliens uh in apocalypse and dixon stuff yeah which is fun but like you know there's there's such a range of stories that can be told yes and the birds of prey can be you know a superhero team doing superhero-y things but also at the same time they get to do a lot of street level work but really meaningful street level work because barbara is like pointing them towards a goal every time yeah Here's an end goal. Here's a real, like, a good thing that we can accomplish. And it's not just, like, Batman's endless crusade that goes on and on and on. It's like, Mm -hmm. we did this thing and we finished it. And now here's our next thing that we're going to do. Which is why I feel like they would make for really good television. Yeah. That's that's exactly I've told it to you. Yeah, I've told it to you plenty of times. I, I... why keep trying to reboot the Charlie's Angels when you can just make a Birds of Prey TV show? Yeah. Like, they function almost similarly. Sure. And I don't I mean, know much about Charlie's Angels, so I'll just well, let you, I, you Well, no, yeah, but I mean, that that thing of, like, here is this... sort of like private detective agency here's the issue they got to handle let's figure it out we figured it out now let's get to the next case yeah yeah and Um, i think and i think that works perfectly for them because that's what they do (laughs) right they they can fit a formula while still being really interesting yeah because the formula is just like a basic storytelling formula we have a thing that we need to do. We got the thing yeah. done. We will have another thing that we need to do. Yeah. Um, and lots of characters can hop in and out of the Birds of Prey and, like, oh, join yeah. up. Because um, the, the, the list of members is, is like, expansive. Right. And at one point, uh, Hawk and Dove are on there. Yeah. Which I really love because Hawk just gets to be like the token male character, which is really yeah, funny. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, um, it fits him very man, well. Yeah, the only man allowed on the Birds of Prey, and that's because he's a bird. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there's a whole bunch of characters. They have a uh, Lady Blackhawk, mm-hmm. um, who people love, and I don't know enough about. <laughs> she's cool. So I started reading stuff with her, 
in Gale's run, and I like her, mm-hmm. but I need to read more. Yeah. There's an issue that I can't wait to get to that has Big Barda in it. Yes. That I've I've uh, seen stuff from her. that I really like. Mega Rod, yes. More. Um But yeah, Lady Blackhawk is there because they have to get rid of the clock tower because of a Batman storyline thing that happens. Yeah. And that can't be their base anymore. So Barbara's like, All right, I'll have a plane that's in the sky at all times and that's our base. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> That's so extra, Babs. I love you. Like, Babs, you're setting yourself up for a story arc. <laughs> like, 100%. But Lady Blackhawk is the pilot. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, you know, that's what she did. Yeah. So she, it's it's funny because the vibe that I'm getting right now is she kind of seems like staff to begin with. And yeah. then starts to coalesce into the team. Yeah. Uh, and I'm enjoying that vibe because, like, Dinah comes to her and has a conversation with her. And, like, again, Dinah is usually the, the connective tissue. Yeah. Um, she and Helena have some beef at the start because Dinah happens to be going through a breakup with Ollie, as happens. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, he cheated. Because, you know, sometimes. Because he's Oliver Queen. Oliver Queen is a garbage person. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I love him. I love Green Arrow so much, but sometimes. He's not the best man. Right. He's a really flawed character, which is something I talked about in his spotlight. Yes. Um, and sometimes he's just a scumbag. Yeah. So, you know. Um, Oy vey. But Helena is like, oh, you know, she she brings up Roy because she happened to also <laughs> uh, have a little fling yeah. with Roy. Yeah. And Barbara, uh, so Barbara kind of has beef with her because now Barbara's dating Dick after Helena had her fling with Dick. Yeah. But Babs is working on that, right? So she's trying to work (laughs) through her thing. And then Dinah is like dealing with her breakup with Ollie. And Helena goes, yeah, well, you know how those archers can be. They don't (laughs) last long. They don't blah, blah, blah. And Dinah kind of blows up on her and walks away. Yeah. And now Babs has to be the connective tissue because Dinah's mad at her. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, so Roy's kind of like her little brother. And she sort of helped him whenever he was going through withdrawals when he was a drug addict. And she's the godmother to his child. And you said some pretty stupid things in terms of that. And Helen was like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I, that's not what I meant so then they like Dinah's like I'm getting the car and she leaves to do that yeah and she brings the car around there in the car trying to have this conversation and finally Dinah's like is there anyone you haven't slept with I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> and it's like all of the it feels so much like a TV show in yes. such a good way you know yeah like, because comics are an episodic format. Yeah. And stuff like um, the the old Justice League book when Dinah was on the team and Blue Beetle and Booster Gold and Martian Manhunter and all of them are there. Like, that yes. feels like a TV show. The other iconic league. Yeah. And <laughs> then, like, uh, Chris Claremont's X-Men, from what I know from it, is, like, it's almost a soap opera. Yeah. And, like, when you take comics and you give them the feel of television while still including the comic book weirdness and, like, not divorcing it from what it is, I think that happens to be when they're at their best a lot of the time. Yeah. 
And like, that's really good because you can just translate that into TV pretty easy. Yeah. Birds of Prey would be really good as like a, a TV show. And we're not talking about the old one. We are not. But we did talk about the old one. We did. We did. But right now, let's forget about it. Let's forget about it. They did a movie. And the movie's good for what it is. It is. Um, and the character, well, the characters themselves are also good. They are. Yeah. But the Birds of Prey forms without Babs and Renee Montoya is on the team as a cop still. And I'm just Until like, the end. Well, yeah, but you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, they decide to become a team after everything. Right, because Montoya doesn't have a job anymore. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine to add Renee to the... She can the... be in there sometimes. Yeah. But I'd rather not her be like... Oh, and as like a permanent line. member? No, 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 no. But I'm just sad because the team is Barbara and Dinah, and then it's, you know, Helena. Yeah. And that's the core team. And they were like, no, it's Harley Quinn. It's Harley Quinn I, and the Birds of Prey. But you, I told like, you, I told you, I really wish that they, because they called it Birds of Prey, and yeah. you watch it, and it's the Harley Quinn movie, which I'm like, I feel like if you marketed it, because it didn't, because it didn't do great at the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I'm like, so this is the Harley Quinn movie, and then the Birds of Prey form at the end of the movie, which would be a very cool like setup for like Birds of Prey spinoff. Like, they did this the reverse way, right? They super-duper did. Where, like, if you were like, this is the Harley Quinn movie, and then, hey, these characters are here or whatever. Like, it'd be super cool if, like, they did not put in the promotion material that Huntress is in the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she doesn't, like, become, like... Like, she's there, and she does stuff, and you're like, who is this? Like, they're like, it's the crossbow killer. And then she's like, I'm Huntress later in the movie. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, it's it set itself up to be the Harley Quinn movie, and then you can do a Birds of Prey spinoff. Right. But they were like, it's the Birds of Prey movie starring Harley Quinn. And then DC's DC, in terms of comic books, are like, here's Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. And I'm like, I don't want that. No. Don't give that no. to me. That's not what I wanted. Now, and the then Birds even, of Prey can work with anyone. Yes, absolutely. Because... You know, they Dinah is doing stuff with Lady Shiva and Cheshire, and like you know, they do stuff with people. Yeah, but the team should only be a couple people. Yes, and so like Harley Quinn being there, I don't like that. On at the all, team. working at with all, the team yeah, is fine. Well, I mean, they do establish that she's not a member of the team in the movie. In the movie, no, but you were talking about the comic thing, right? the comic book. She's yeah, it's roster. it's it's make. This is the thing of like. Of like, hey, people like the movies, so let's make the comic book more like the movies. And I'm like, that's not how you go about it, buddy. You can do that, but now this Spider-Man is like awful. Organic webbing in the comics. Now Spider Man is hopping through dimensions. To be fair, that, that that's a that's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, actually, now Batman is a cop. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm. That's how you tie it all in. That's how you tie it all in. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry if 
I gush too much about Gail Simone's Birds of Prey, but I'm also not sorry because it's really great and you should read yes. it. Cinema. Um, cinema. But yeah, um, these are great characters. And Love great them. stories can be told with them. And that really is the core of every DC character spotlight. But like, we just we just want to help people understand the characters and help understand why you should be interested in them. Um, yes. And here you go. Here's why. So yep. that's the DC character spotlight this week. Woo, yeah. Bird, nobody does it better. Nobody does it like the birds of prey. Nobody does it better than the birds of prey. There you go. I still said it wrong twice. It's okay. It's <laughs> right. I'm, I'm here for you. Oh, man. Well, that's been our show. Yeah. I always get sad because every time I want to start exiting out of the show, in my mind, the SNL music plays at the end. (laughs) And so I wish I could do that, but I can't. Um, Uh, Do it with your mouth right now. Well, you got to, you got to, you got (laughs) to, you got to exit the show. Well, thank you all so much for listening. It's a foiled again. I really uh, appreciate (laughs) It sounded like you were doing the Jaws theme at first. (laughs) I felt very threatened (laughs) instead of like I was closing the show out. You want me to do the saxophone? (laughs) No, it's... Well, I do actually. Uh, live from the Hollywood Hills, it's foiled again. <laughs> Man, that boy can play, huh? Yeah, I can't play a single musical <laughs> instrument to save my life. I know. I don't know where my harmonic is. It's inside you. Feel by your ribs. No. Um, In between the fourth and fifth rib, it's right there. Let's end the show. <laughs> let's end the show. I'm keeping all that in. You have to. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Foiled again. Thank you so much. Um, every time you make it to the end, just know that you extend our lifespan as individuals. And if yeah. enough of you do it, we will be immortal. Yeah. Um, like Vandal Savage. <laughs> right. Unless we get smushed by a big rock. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we really appreciate it. It means a lot that you listen to us talk for hours about superheroes and, you know, movies and stuff like that. Yes. Um, You want to follow the show, that would be great. We have a Twitter account, at FoiledAgainCast. Um, you can follow my friend Justin here, at Kylo Reese on Your Twitter boy. and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You can follow me at k.cruz, K-D-O-T-C-R-U-Z. Um, tweet at us, interact with us, give us suggestions. You know, like, we, we're trying to make this show, and if you get involved and want to have conversations, we're around. So hit us up. Terminally uh, online. <laughs> chronically online. Um, please recommend this show to a friend. Someone that you know will vibe with this style of content. Shout okay. about this show from the mountaintops. Yeah. Let people know you want to hear more dad. of us. 
Mm-hmm. Tell your parents. Be like, hey, put these headphones on. Listen to these boys talk. These are brown boys. Listen to them. Listen then, to them uh, do what they do. Listen to these brown boys do what brown boys do. Um, but yeah. Also, five stars, please, on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, uh, Spotify. Spotify. Just like, you know, engagement. Leave us a yeah. review on iTunes. Yeah. Be like, these dorks, they talk <laughs> a lot. Five stars. That's accurate. We do. Right. Just like let people know what the show is. Um, but yeah. We will see you next time. Same, Same bad time. Bad time. Same, Same bad, bad channel. channel.